to the Captain Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 36. I am your host, Rob, and this is your monthly geek culture podcast on the Next Level Radio Network. Uh, tonight, joining me is TJ. Hello. Jada. Oh, hi. Kat. Hi. Fesh. Hello. And we're going to get started, but before we do that, uh, I know last episode apparently was a bit of a hit. So that was our Disney episode, and that's a little bit of smaller cast than we normally do. It was four of us going. Uh, it was... Jada, Cat, myself, and Bill. Uh, but we decided, because people enjoyed it so much, that the show is going to transition into single-topic episodes. We will not be doing that tonight. Tonight's kind of a focal point on two primary things with a little bit of filler. But the going forward, probably the episode we do after this is when we're going to start that changeover. I don't know if that means the cast are going to be the same size. They're going to be more focused. Um, but this is something we decided it was kind of a nice, fun direction for us to move because it was fun kind of like going through everything by bullet points and really kind of looking at something as a whole. Um, so we hope you guys did enjoy the Disney episode because that is how we are going to move forward uh, in a, the next episode, if not the one following that. But uh, I would expect that change is going to be sooner than you think. Um, but anyway, uh, let's start with our opener tonight. And the question I have for everybody is this. Would you rather be trapped in a real-life World of Darkness? This is White Wolf World of Darkness for tabletop players and LARPers. Uh, or Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm going to start with TJ. And the caveat of this, too, bear in mind, is you are yourself. You are not like, if you're in D&D, that means you're not like all of a sudden become... You know, a war forged because yeah. that's just not going to happen. So, so I am a, hu- a human being in either the world of darkness or Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. Okay, I pick Dungeons and Dragons. Reason? Two, actually. One, it's far more likely that I can find something to protect myself in that world. Okay, if anything, I can just loot the body of a dead adventurer. <laughs> um, and two, if you really sit down and think about it, most of the like. You read about Forgotten Realms, you read about Dragonlance, you read about all these things. They show such a small portion of the world in general that you're very unlikely to actually get into any trouble with the mystical world. You're also potentially very unlikely to find that looted, uh, the body to loot. True, but (laughs) But I really won't need it unless they come stumbling into my town. Look for groups of five or six people that say, I'm going to go over here, you guys go over here, and then just follow one of them and you'll be fine. (laughs) So yes, I would pick Dungeons and Dragons because it's far less likely that I'm going to be eaten. Fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, cat. Uh, again, mine's not even a question. It's World of Darkness, hands down. I mean, as a, I used to be a like, you know, goth club kid. There's not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the best things of an urban fantasy brought to life. Which is pretty much your whole. I know it's world. my favorite. Yes. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> yeah. Well, that's the positive though too. Going the world of darkness because even if you start as human, you don't have to end, end as human. human. Exactly. So you have some room to play with. So, um, yes, you can become food. You also can become food. <laughs> um, I am also. I'm going to side with Cat on this one. I'm going to go with World of Darkness because I, I pretty much am changeling. So I would just <laughs> find my people and be like, "I'm home." Um, well, look at you, funny, and you're like. It's kind of like, you know, Jane, like, Jane oh, Fossey, hey. you're like walking amongst the gorillas is like, okay, so I know not to piss this person off and go. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, or, you know, if for some reason my fae brother, my fae brethren would uh, exclude me, I would probably just go work for the Toreador somewhere. Yeah, that would definitely work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fesh. Uh, I'm going with Dungeons and Dragons on this one uh, for a multitude of reasons, one of which is having played both games, 
there is considerably less drama in Dungeons and Dragons as far as actual human interaction goes than there is in World of Darkness. I wonder why However, I like the other ones. I know, so right? It's, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> but the the only thing with World of Darkness, the only group I'd want to hang out with would be Bruja. And uh, I don't think I'd last very long before they, you know, had a bit of fun with me when they got bored some nights. So, yeah, I'm sticking to I Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know about that, I think, you know, Bruja, I think, tend to get typecast as, like, the beaters. But they're also poets and scholars and uh, debaters. None of the and, Bruja uh, I ever ran with were <laughs> any of those things. You might have been running with the other type, but yeah. they, they, they had the other side to them, too. And I, I knew some really awesome players who kind of played up that aspect of the, blue, of the Bruja rants. And, uh, hmm. The other thing is, you're for, I mean, you're you're forgetting mages and you know stuff like that. The problem, like, I'd, if I could be a mage in the world of darkness, I'd be in in a minute. Um, but you're not guaranteed that, and there's no way to become a mage once you get in there. You're either born that way either or in, not. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to. Yeah. So you can go werewolf, vampire. Werewolf. Oh. No, because yeah, werewolves, werewolves you, got, you go through the chrysalis. Yeah, yeah, you got. You, you can got become a be, ghoul and then be, eventually become a vampire. Yeah. Um, you could become an enchanted mortal for yeah. some of the fae. Um, uh, or you could become a hunter, at which point means at some point you're going to go nuts. Anyway. Well, no, you could become a little H hunter. Big H hunter are imbued by the voices. Right, and then, so. they, and then they eventually either die or go nuts. So that means I end up as food. <laughs> you're all missing the big picture, though. I could live. In a small cottage, raise chickens, some vegetables in the back, right? Every now and then go into town when a passing minstrel comes through for entertainment. The simple things in life. Or, you know, your house gets burned to the ground. I'd like to change my my answer because suddenly I realized that I wouldn't have technology. (laughs) Again. There are important things. And and with that response, world of darkness, internet. Done and done. As long as you have a trench coat and a white noise generator, you're in. Also, <laughs> I already have the black attire necessary mm-hmm. to fit in the world of darkness. I don't See, need to change my wardrobe. That's the other thing. I wouldn't fit in in the world of darkness anymore. All my all my clothing got white. You know, I'd be sta- I'd be with the guy walking down the street in the red shirt and the blue jeans with the bright blue jacket and thinking, Aww. why the hell does everybody want to kill me? Why is everyone glaring at me suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the guy whistling a happy tune down okay, the street. Okay, listen, not all World of Darkness people will wear just black. There's really flashy issues and some she who really that can... Is, uh, I mean, and I know lots of Toreador, lots of people who play Toreador who like, wore some very fancy suits. Starting character was like, here's your trench coat, here's your shotgun, <laughs> yeah. here's your cell phone, it's but true. you can go wherever you want from here. This yeah. is just the entry-level gear. You walk yeah. through the door and you're like, this is required to start, and then you can do whichever the hell you want. These are your prereqs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get more into that, and we'll, there'll be plenty more of that later. Um, so how the way we kind of wanted to tackle the first part of tonight is kind of looking a little bit more at film, and then kind of beating that down. So we're kind of really taking tonight as kind of two topics that we'll kind of play with. So uh, the first thing I really kind of wanted to get into, which is something TJ brought up tonight, was this. It was... Uh, Are movie trailers currently causing more harm than they are good? Um, And I don't know how you guys want to perceive that. I had a couple of thoughts on it. Um, My personal thought process is currently they serve a purpose, but I think they are causing a little bit more harm nowadays. Like, trailers are getting longer and longer. Cycles for films are getting longer and longer. Like, it's announced. We know it's not coming out for another three years, so you see... Teaser trailer, then another teaser trailer, then the full trailer. So you're like, eh. if I see one more teaser trailer for the trailer. Oh my screen. god, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. 
honestly, it's, um, for me, I don't tend to watch trailers too often. Occasionally, like, I will watch one. I don't watch the five million others that follow. I don't think they're necessary. Like, one should convey it. If it's not good enough, then wait and do a polished one before you release it. Like... If it doesn't grab my attention and make me really want to see the movie. Uh, yeah. But I've also, I've seen really amazing trailers to really shitty movies. <laughs> also true. So I feel like it's not really a great telltale of what it's going to be like anyway. Well, I'm more talking in terms of story. So yeah. like the latest Spider-Man trailer just dropped. Spider-Man okay. Homecoming. Second trailer dropped. I don't need to go see the movie. I don't. Because yeah. the... In the span of a two-minute trailer, they summed up the movie oh, okay, completely yeah. and utterly. Yeah, there's like, something that kills it for you. <laughs> that entire first trailer was, hey, we know Tony Stark is going to be in this. And he yeah. they, he starts off by doing, you know, Spider-Man starts off by doing something in the trailer. He's still wearing the suit he had from Civil War. And then pretty much he causes a massive issue that happens. And yeah. I think a whole bunch of people are hurt. Or a ship is destroyed or something yeah. along these lines. Tony Stark says, well, if you need the suit to be the hero, you don't deserve the suit and takes the suit away. And now it's him trying to become a hero on his own without Avengers backing. Yeah. And it's... Do and want, don't get me wrong. Do you um, want your 15 bucks now or... <laughs> um, well, are you buying popcorn? Because if that's the case, I need $57. I was going to say. <laughs> the, big, the big thing is, though, in a lot... It, it, for me is... I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. This looks like it's going to be a really good Spider-Man. I think it's probably going to be the best Spider-Man that's come out. Yeah. Um, but they didn't need to spo- to to sum up the movie. No, they, they could don't. have just showed action, a couple of action scenes, a couple of funny moments. You know, which is really all they need, right? Well, it should be like a book blurb where it should not give away pivotal things. You shouldn't be summing up the entirety of the book. It should be on the first portion. Right. And that's it. Yeah. We're also assuming here that it actually is. What? Giving away pivotal things. We may be looking at that and assuming that we now know the plot. They may very well come out of left field that is true. with something completely different. I, 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 and I those links say, in. I've seen enough Radio Hollywood... space monkeys! You never know when they're going to strike. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. From seeing enough Hollywood-level movies in my lifetime, watching that show, I'm like, oh, look, it's the climax fight. Because a big chunk of that was like, this is a massive set piece on fire, and yeah. based off of what they already told me, this looks like the end of the movie. Thanks. Like, like, you know? the, Power, like the Power Rangers trailers. Okay. I read the reviews on Power Rangers. They apparently showed the big climactic fight in the trailer. Yeah, hmm. it's, it commonly happens. Yeah. As a, I don't Which, need to I mean, see that. If you're going to show like a tiny clip of the cli- of like the, you know, the climactic fight during the trailer, show a tiny like four seconds of it. Don't show the entirety of it because yeah. that you're giving away a huge piece of the movie. Whether or not you show who you know wins, um, you're still you're still giving some stuff away. Like uh, uh, and like, look at the uh, look at Batman v Superman. Yes, it's not a great movie. But in it, the best sequence in the movie, they showed the entirety the tra- of it in the trailer. Right, they showed Wonder Woman's reveal in the trailer. It's also true. Well, that and Batman's big fight, and they showed the entirety of the fight for the most part, and you're like... <sighs> and, like, their two biggest moments... I mean, I could just watch the trailer. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> the two biggest moments were given away in the trailer. And while, you know, I'm not saying that not seeing those moments in the trailer would have made Batman and Superman that much better... But it's like, oh, hey, I, I saw that already. Yeah. Like, some of the best lines of uh, 
I there hate when a, comedies do that. Comedy where they sh- give away their best lines in the trailer, and I'm well, like... Sometimes, well, the worst part is when you get those laughs in the trailer, and then you realize later that, no, those were the only laughs in the movie, and they just uh-huh. put them all in the trailer. Well, that's that's probably the reason why. That might be why they put climactic fight scenes in there, too, is that's that's the hook. That's the thing to get you out there. There's two ways to approach it, I guess, really, is you can approach it through a sense of mystery. Where you reveal, you reveal very little. Yeah. I want to say the Star Wars, the first Star Wars trailer did that amazingly. Yes. Which I wish they didn't show much more. And I, yeah. I stopped when they got to the TV spots. And I'm like, I watched the three trailers, but that very first one for Force Awakens, I'm like, we barely got any of the characters, just yeah. some imagery. A lot of the When the big X-Wings wide are shots. like gliding over yep. the water. And oh you're like, my yeah. God. Yeah. And yes. then the moment that we got, and the only real big speaking moment was, Chewie, we're home. And you're like, and you're like, yeah. How is this I, fit I into place? Screamed. Like, that was all I needed. I but, was like, well, I was supposed to original. Movie. However, it was that trailer really just like the prequel trailers yes. were fantastic. Yeah. The, for the first, for episode one, that trailer was amazing. Then you saw the movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I think it again. So that's that's your first approach. Your first approach is uh, lure them in with the allure of mystery. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're putting a trailer out like that, that means you have a a lot of faith in the product that you are delivering, because yeah. you don't need any tricks or gimmicks. Like get them fired it. up with some of the best stuff, yeah. and that's the hook that drags them in. Which may say something about what that movie's overall quality is going to look like um, from that direction. But again, like I want to argue it from the sake of if your hook isn't good enough that you have to drag in the end, like you should be introing, you know, the character and the conflict and the. If if you have see, a big enemy, be big enemy. See, that pe- should be enough if you have a good story. <laughs> now, a lot of movies don't, and I think that's where we fall. And sometimes I think with a bigger movie, like, let's be honest here, who here is seeing episode nine in the theaters? Everybody here. Everybody yeah, here yeah. is seeing episode <laughs> nine in the theaters. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, audio <laughs> podcast. Do you need Success. to see a trailer? <laughs> no. No. I wouldn't release, if I was Disney, I wouldn't release a trailer. I wouldn't put money into it. You want to know what I, my trailer would be? My trailer would be Star Wars Episode Nine on screen. Just the title <laughs> card for like 30 seconds. And then the date is coming out. That's all you need. Nobody is who's interested in Star Wars is not going to go see that movie. Yes, but I also think the way they did it for the first one, like, or for um, the last one, episode seven, yeah, would work well here, too, because, like, let's be honest, you know, yes, you're going to get anyone who's a loyal Star Wars Mm -hmm. person But they also want to hook in. But you want the mass audience appeal. To get them, you need some more of a push, because you need the overall hype to hit a bigger volume. But with that, but with Force Awakens, they needed a trailer. Because after the no no because after the bad taste of the prequels, mm-hmm. they needed something to show. Hey, we get what Star Wars is. Now That's they fair. don't need it. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you still I may still have people disagree. who are going to be skeptical. Because any, because, but they're any not going to see it in that, theaters anyway. Yes, they will. No, yes, no. they will. Yeah, the, there the, are a lot of people that go. You know what? I'll check out that Star Wars thing. Everyone keeps talking Just to show about how it. stupid it is. Everyone keeps talking mm-hmm. about yeah. it so much. Maybe I'll go check that out for like a random night or whatever. But then you they're know? not going to care what the trailer is. You know what I would love to see them do? They may not, to be fair. There's one thing I thought that was brilliant, and it was tagged at the end of Logan, but they released it as a trailer. Oh, the and they shot the Deadpool 2 trailer. That's not going to have any, didn't have any footage from the movie because they haven't even started shooting it. Yes. But they shot their own unique little bit and be like, it's an announcement trailer, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
hey, by the way, and it's the fact that you can have a character that's able to break the fourth wall and say, this person's going to be in it, and this person, oh, and by the way, i got to go shoot this guy. Oops, uh, I've been talking too long and they already died. I'm going to go through the grocery bag now. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's what that trailer was. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, and I'm like, you know what? If they were willing to do shoot something unique and say, here's a tonal piece. We're not going to spoil anything for you. But we're like the way that Force Awakens first trailer did. I think that's what it needs to be nowadays. Give us something like that. You need a one and done. You don't need to show everybody seven months before the movie comes out and remind them, hey, by the way, by the way, by the way, just maybe add that little tagline. Hey, by the way, tickets are on sale two weeks from today. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Not it's- to get back to something that we discussed last podcast, <laughs> but honestly, I think that the trailers for Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. were outstanding. Yes, they were. Because, oh I mean, okay, so that was one of my absolute favorite mm-hmm. Disney movies growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was really looking for, okay, are they going to have that intro music? And how is it going to feel? Yes. Give me that reminiscent feel of when I used to watch the original animated one mm-hmm. from back in 1991. And when you first see that, and they just give you a hint and a glimmer and just, like, a little tiny taste. Like you said, you just you just want enough to be like, ooh, you know, uh-huh. oh, they're going to show you that, or they're going to show you this. Not enough to really give you the full spectrum of what the film is. Just a little bit of, like, okay, you get a snapshot of the ballroom scene. You get a snapshot of the town center. You get a snap. And it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And when I took my daughter to go see it, which, you know, you talk about, like, movie tickets and popcorn and all that. It was, like, 80 bucks. <laughs> but, um... It just really, it completely blew me away. And the fact that there were some people that I wasn't expecting to see, and like Audrey McDonald and Stanley Tucci, I was like, floored. So they really did a good job of highlighting what needed to be highlighted, but not giving away the entire reveal. Mm -hmm. Because yes, we all know the story, because it's a tale as old as time. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Um, Exactly. Um, But I mean, yeah, so... We've all seen it. We all know what it is, but you didn't know exactly how they were going to pull off that animation into a real life setting yes. with a taste of CG with a tail. Right, but with the Beauty and the Beast trailer, there was no story to to spoil because we knew it wasn't it. necessarily the story though. It was more the overall effect of the film. Oh no, no, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is, for a lot of movies, you need to draw people like okay. So there's um, a movie coming out called. Um, the City of Valerians. Okay. Has anybody seen the trailer for this? No, nope. but I think I've heard about it. Yeah. So, the little backstory: it is, uh, it was a comic book series that heavily influenced Star Wars. Interesting. Back in okay. the in terms of, no, well, they're now coming out with a big budget thing for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Their trailers have actually been pretty good. Where I now know hints of the story. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where it's going. I don't know Good. what it's doing. That's awesome. Okay. And, but it's got me intrigued enough That's that the purpose of the I'll go see it. Yeah. Uh, that I'll see it. I, I don't have a lot of money, so I'll probably see it when it comes to video or, mm-hmm. or, DVD or streaming, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but it's got me interested enough that I'll look into it. Whereas, you know, Get Out's another good example. Of a great trailer that yes, showed a that's great... Yes, that's a really good trailer. That's the Jordan oh Peele God, horror film. That looks so interesting. That looks fantastic. But I can't quite tell you what it's about. Right. Yeah. And from what I've read of the reviews... But it looks really fucking and good. And from what I've read of the reviews and <laughs> yeah. whatnot, apparently, even what the trailer shows is not... 
the full spectrum. Is that the full spectrum of what happens? And that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of gets to one of the points that I thought was kind of a good talking point of this. Is there any recent trailers? Obviously, TJ, we know yours. Yeah. But any recent trailers for everybody else that when they saw it for the very first time that you were like, that made you want to go out and see this movie? Like, you knew this was something you felt like you had to see. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Like it everything looked, about the trailer yeah. was just amazing. And that's another good trailer because who's, the, vi- really... who's the villain in Wonder Woman? Don't they don't show you or they tell you at all. You. Exactly. You're exactly. like you just know Germans in World War One. Yeah, yes. and that's the most that's of they lately right. leave you yeah. to think. Now I know because I've done. I, I've you know I'm a comic book geek. I know more about. What? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. I do the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been on that a couple of times. I don't think so, but you should be on some. That's kidding. <laughs> um, I got to say, one of the other big ones for me is King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Um, ah, and you not, are you not excited for that? There's one? something about that is just because I really like Guy Ritchie and the way he shoots yeah. movies. Like, he's got this unique, fun style. Yeah. And I really like Charlie Hunnam. Like, he's just a fun actor. I loved him in, you know, Pacific Rim and Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. He's um, really good in Sons. Oh, he's really good in Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> he's just overall a handsome figure. Yes. Yeah. You'll get no argument from me. <laughs> but the Arthurian legend is always such a fun story. And I'm like, and they're taking it in a more fantasy way. And I know that's fine because guess what? More than likely... All of it wasn't exactly fairly accurate to if anything TJ, like that you look did like happen. You have a sad. <laughs> Do you oh have a sad? God. I will say that there was one movie trailer that looked awesome, <laughs> looked amazing, and then the actual movie itself, and this is a tie into what we discussed earlier, was terrible. The trailer for the movie for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh the trailer my God. was outstanding, oh. and then the movie was like, oh, oh. all the sad. Then, then, then you got into the theater. So I saw that movie by my with me and my brother. We're the only two in the theater, and we mystery science theater that the. Oh, I did that to my movie. We were drunk too. It was great. Horrible. <laughs> oh my god! At one point, you're looking <laughs> at Jeremy amazing. Irons, going, "How much money did you need? <laughs> did they just write you a check for that? <laughs> is it really worth?" It? Paul and Cat, is there a specific trailer that made you want to see a movie? Oh, the problem with that is I cut the cable like two years ago. So yeah. movie trailers, unless I go out of my way to really jump and look at them on uh, YouTube once they're released, I yeah. don't have the same kind of uh, exposure to them that I had back when I still had cable. So I can't think of anything right off the bat. Uh, usually it's for movies I already had interest in. Again, getting back to Star Wars. Obviously, I watched all the trailers for that um, that I could get my hands on. Um so yeah, no, pass on the cat. Honestly, like, mine are usually in a similar boat. I don't seek them out very often. Occasionally, some will pop up on social media, and if it looks interesting, I'll kind of check it out. Like, that's how I saw the one for Get Out, and like, that one was amazing, and I really want to see that movie because of it. Um, but like, again, it really doesn't tell you much about the story. You just get the main character the hook and conflict like really it has the key elements there and it fits the genre yeah um i gotta say there was another one too just because i feel like it's worthwhile to bring up um and it was getting buzzed for the wrong reason when i watched it i'm like i actually really am curious and want to see this ghostbusters the one like the female-led ghostbusters from just like last year yeah that was like i don't understand why people were angry is so so much i I mean either 
But when because women in ghostbusting suits, and they get it, they're terrible. The ovaries—they somehow mess with the proton packs. <laughs> See, actually, I was upset with the movie because I felt like it wasted all four of those actresses. Really? Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed. It. I thought they all I had some really great it. moments in yeah. it. Actually, yeah, yeah but it. they all played the same characters that they always play. Christian Wiig was the same character she's been in every week. I've seen, I've seen them a lot. Yeah, in in various things, and it just felt like. I would have rather have seen Leslie Jones in one of the scientists, in one of the scientist roles, than in than in the street smart black woman role that she's done on SNL to death. That's fair. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was a waste of potential on the actresses, but I thought the trailer was fine. I thought the movie was fine. You know, funny enough. So when I saw the trailer, I was kind of like, eh, because I just didn't find the jokes on the trailer funny. Mm-hmm. But I found the humor throughout the movie a lot better because yeah. Yeah. I just didn't think they. You know, my my biggest gripe with that movie is really only that it was a reboot instead of a, a continuation of the universe. Yeah, I, I think they. I think with certain, I think they wasted way too much time rebooting the universe when they could have started the movie yeah. with Ray going in the firehouse. Man, there's a lot of memories here. Oh, it's your problem now. Yeah, yeah Ooh, something along those lines. lines. Yeah, you know, that's that all they needed. Like yeah, because it's um, almost like rebooting Back to the Future. Yeah, it's just there's certain certain franchises Aww, where maybe you should just please don't do that. Yeah, that would make me very sad. Too. Yeah, so now, when after Zemeckis dies, because he's already said no one's touching this until I'm dead, right. <laughs> which means I've got at least another twenty years, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah you, you and Mike will be weeping together on that oh. one because yeah, Ben will be there too. Yeah, it's uh-huh. true. Oh my god. Group cry. Actually, Same. Yeah. I'll be able to get through that one. It's when they do Jaws, then I'm going to be like, um, oh, peace, I'm out. I really shouldn't tell you what I read today, then, right? Jaws reboot. I don't know Super if you shy. can reboot Jaws. Unless it's Jaws no, the Musical. <laughs> I really Jaws have Rob for a minute. Jaws the Musical, I'd go see. Didn't we talk about doing a Jaws the Musical did. for the longest of time? We had, like, all these songs Yeah, we had really too. good ideas. Beautiful. And, like, dance sequence, it was amazing. We're we need to find another book. We're going to need another book. <laughs> Lovely. <amazing. sighs> so, I guess the last real point to discuss in this before we move on is, um, now, is there ever a trailer that seriously, generally, absolutely ruined a movie for you? Gosh, that was very decisive. No, because I thought he was going somewhere else with that. I wouldn't say ruined a movie. There have been trailers that have made me go, eh, I don't want to watch that movie anymore. That's I mean, Suicide that's Squad and Doctor Strange. Really? Yeah, I both of those they Actually, just did Doctor nothing Strange to pull me in. Too. Doctor Strange yeah, did not really it just work. felt like Inception meets something else. I just <laughs> watched the last twenty minutes, but other than that, ju- <laughs> other than that, it, like watch the last twenty minutes of Doctor Strange because that's worth it. Okay. Okay. But like the rest of the movie, all you have to do is rewatch Iron Man. But every time they say technology, say magic. Oh. <laughs> well, that's gonna make it so, oh, so it's getting through all over again. Yeah. No, no, no. It's worse than that because it's literally the same character. Ben, Benedict Cumberbatch, while he's fantastic in the movie, yeah. is playing Tony Stark with magic instead of technology. Yeah. All right, I have one, and it's unpopular opinion time. Because <laughs> I, it's it's a genre that doesn't speak to my soul, and it's a movie that I'm just like I I have no interest in seeing this, and making the trailer makes me want to see it even less. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Oh no, I have no interest. Ghost in the Shell. I absolutely have no interest in seeing this movie. And honestly, like, I remember watching anime back in college. Yes, I know I'm old. Um, I remember watching it in college. And the movie itself, the actual, the the anime itself, I feel like, and I was actually discussing this with with Mike the other night, I feel like it's everything that's great about anime and everything that I hate about anime all at once. Mm -hmm. Because 
for me, okay, you have this awesome female kick-ass character and then all this intrigue and like she's an assassin and all this cool shit going on. But then she also has to run around the entire movie naked and be like, you know, a plastic fuckbot the entire time. Yeah. So, oh oh no, but it's a suit. It's a suit that makes her invisible. Oh no, but it has to be flesh colored and look like she's naked the entire time. I didn't understand that in the So, for me, it was just kind of like, eh, like I liked liked the plot aspects of it. And at the same time, like, you know, the feminist in me is like, well, fuck that. Like, why Mm -hmm. does she have to be naked? If there was a male assassin, would he be running around in a flesh colored suit with his dingle hanging out? Because... (laughs) I, I know I, you probably have an opinion on this, yeah. but at the same time, like Aquaman. <laughs> okay, but I'll also, I'll also put it on this way: I love Scarlett Johansson. Like yeah. she is a major girl crush of mine. I think yeah. she's gorgeous. I really don't like how they're portraying her. I don't like the costume aspect. I don't like the hair and makeup. It. She shouldn't have been in that role in the first no, place. She if you're oh, going no, to no, pick no. an Asian film and an anime at that, like there are. So well, many talented Asian actresses. Why not go with one of them? And as much as I love Scarlett Johansson, again, I, she's totally my my like woman crush. I absolutely adore her. But that, that it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. The whole character concept of it. It just makes me feel really disappointed, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I don't like the way that they're making it. Like, she looks so plastic, and it's just that yeah. whole concept to me. And again, this is like my feminist voice speaking a little bit here. Okay, <laughs> so she gets to be a plastic fuckbot, but she's also like a woman in her mid-30s, but so God forbid she have like a wrinkle or her boobs like drop mm-hmm. slightly below her like, you know, perky plasticness. So it just, <laughs> again, you can't be a woman in Hollywood and not be fucking flawless. No, I So, you know, go ahead and challenge me on that, oh, Fesh. I'm not, I don't I'm not care. challenging you on that one. That, to me, that trailer I've seen, and it just makes me aggravated. I'm like, oh, this is everything that is fucking wrong yeah. with everything right now. A, 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 couple of, a couple of points to that. First and foremost, like, I've been hearing a lot about the whitewashing discussion with that. Sure. With that. Now, sure. in the original anime, uh, especially the movie, Which, again, not I saw, so much like, a, 20 years ago, yeah, probably fell asleep I get that. during. So. Um, the character isn't necessarily overly Asian. Uh, yeah. In fact, she was. Uh, my understanding was kind of drawn to be questionable about where the background is when you're living in a world with most a, a whole anime. Bunch of, I would say is. I mean, they, none of them look specifically Asian. Ooh, all the anime that I watch, they do. Um, Sailor Moon. Well, that's Sailor Moon, but I don't watch Sailor Moon. She's I'm thinking like, like Project K. There are a lot. Some of them have like pink hair. Yeah, or, pink, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> to the to the body aspect. Uh, I, I understand and agree with what you're talking about. There would be a caveat, though, I imagine, in a society where the, you can cyborg yourself up or, or create new shells. Most people are going to go for that more perfect look, be it male or female. That would be the only thing I'd say. But now that's not the reason Hollywood went with it. I mean, we're, mm-hmm, you know, we're all smart adults here. <laughs> that's not why Hollywood went with <laughs> right? it. But it, that, that is a little bit more believable to me, I guess I would yeah. say. Um, I can tell you from somebody that loved Standalone Complex, the anime series that they did only like... What ten years ago? Yeah, I would assume so it's like right around then, ten maybe fifteen. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I adored that show. Mm-hmm. When I saw that show, I'm like, yeah, I'm good, and I'm like, I don't need to see it. I'm like, I have no interest. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is not the version of the major that I enjoy. Right, and honestly, and I'm like, like, you're one fine. of them. Like, you're one of the people that I think of when I think of like people who know and understand anime. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. my genre, so right. I, yeah, I, I see that that trailer and I'm like. I'm I'm good. I love that whole franchise, and I'm on board with you guys. I mean, See, that's not <laughs> that's not. not I actually, anime, but that's actually one of the few I didn't really dig. So I heard. I, really I heard a spoiler. <laughs> I will not say it on air. I will tell you guys after the podcast. Oh no, it's okay. fine. Uh, we're two weeks after, so by our normal bylaws, you're good to go. Okay. So, yeah, what no, was the name of the original woman in Ghost in the Shell? Uh, Kusanagi, well, Major okay. Kusanagi. <laughs> she is still major. 
Or she's still the robot. Yeah. She was a Japanese woman. Yep. Okay. They no, did. no, no. I'm talking in the new movie. I know. They said that she was. Yeah. I heard she that was a too. Japanese woman. In the movie, they who said that she's was a Japanese re- woman. rewrote, reprogrammed, rebuilt as Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they literally whitewashed on what Japanese woman. Wow. Yeah. Which yeah. was unnecessary because that doesn't play into the original exactly. in any way. They hey. have to do that to themselves. But they shot themselves in their own. <laughs> and and they, yeah. they saw the yeah. trailers and went, how can we make yeah. this work? Yeah. Let's, let's just add <laughs> well, this in. Let's make everybody angry. All right. So with that, I'm yeah. going to move on. Yeah, we probably should because I could go. Because, it should um, be a single topic on yeah. the future. We, we, yeah. could, we can do this. Yeah. We, we, it's something True that we can discuss. We were discussing tonight when we wrap up that we're going to come up with at least our next three episodes so we can start planning accordingly and in advance so we yeah, all will have okay. the ability and time to think about these things. But I want to move to something... Actually, I don't know if it's, I would say it's lighter because things could get really interesting in this too. Yeah. Uh, gender swapping a film. No, no. So this is another thing that TJ came up with a while back. And the idea of this is, <laughs> you know, your hero is male, make it female. You know, if, and like we're talking about gender swapping the entirety of the cast, the supporting players, the villain, all of these things. How does this affect a film? Does this, does it change what, the meaning of that movie was? Does it change the messaging? All of these little things. Um, so, immediately when I brought up the topic, Fesh shot his hand far up into the air. So, go ahead. Fight Club. Oh. Gender swapped Fight yes. Club. Um, they kind of made that, but it's called Black Swan. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to watch Black Swan then because I have not seen gender swapped it. Black Swan. Oh, <laughs> I would, would love to see Marla Singer as Tresha Dirty. That would just be amazing. And instead of, uh, you know, finding solace in a club for uh, men with testicular cancer, she joins a woman's group. Yeah. With like uh, double vasectomies or something along yeah. those lines. ovarian cancer, yeah. any yeah. of these yeah. things. Any, yeah. any of those. You could fit it. And I think it would yeah. work because the message behind that movie to me is just insanity. Yeah. yeah. And both That's men and women are fully capable of being yeah. Quite, yeah. quite crazy along those lines. I think that would be an amazing movie. But especially if you think about changing Fight Club, the Marla character, to a male yeah, and then that movie becomes actually a really great female empowerment movie, which would be really impressive. Absolutely, because if you think about the whole idea of that, it's it was a guy trying to be his best self. It didn't matter if he was destructive in the process; yep. his goal was to be his best self. Mm-hmm. In fact, so. he was sort of he was embracing his destructive masculinity. Yeah. So you have a bunch of I, I love this idea, Fesh, because then you have a yeah, bunch of women who are just really cool. they're so angry about everything that's been done to them in mm-hmm. their entire lives. And they're just going to go and beat the shit out of each other because... Yeah, Project Mayhem, run by women. Oh, yeah. Come on, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. The Soap Factory and then selling each other's fat asses back to each other in the form of soap. Oh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head on that one. That one would be amazing. Totally. Yeah. That would be really good. Well, I kind of don't want to follow that. I know. Now I'm like, well, shit, we're all just done. I'm going to bring it to Disney. (laughs) Bring it to Disney. Okay. I'm bringing it to Disney. So I would love to see a gender-swapped Mulan. Where instead of a patriarchal society and that problem, it's a matriarchal one. And so, instead, you know, so instead of the daughters, it's the sons having the issues and not being allowed to. And women are the norm. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Wonder Woman's see. about to come out. So yes. that'll, that'll, that'll ma- meet a lot of those things. So It's true. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Okay. Okay, so I am going classic Hollywood on this. And I am saying Gone with the Wind. Ooh. Gone with the okay. Wind, which was one of my favorite movies growing up. 
Um, so instead of, you know, you have Scarlet and Melanie, and Scarlet is sort of the hero and the villain of that movie because people loved to hate her. Yeah. If Scarlet was a man, nobody would have batted a fucking eyelash at any of the things that she did, that he did, he did, to keep his family safe during the war, Uh to make sure that, you know, she had, he had a future going forward and using, you know, marriage or building business, building a business empire or, you know, anything like that, or falling in love with somebody else's wife. As any kind of, there would have been absolutely no scandal. Yeah. And uh, Rhett, on the other hand, or Retta, we'll say, in this oh, respect, Retta, on this respect, would have also been, she would have been a very empowering <laughs> female character, but she would have been the shunned one because, you know, a woman out carousing and, you know, escaping the war effort, out carousing and bootlegging and, you know, running Blockades. She sounds awesome. Yeah, she does yeah. sound awesome, doesn't she? I'd have a and at the end of the thing, she walks away from her husband going, frankly, frankly, I don't give a damn. That's so badass. I want yeah. that now. Also, I think it'd be a little bit more of an action flick because you'd have to show, like, you know, um, what's a good male name? We'll, we'll say him Stephen O'Hara. Stephen O'Hara, like, beating the crap out of some Union soldiers that are trying to, like, <laughs> run into the house and, like, beat everybody up and steal their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because there is that scene where Scarlet and Melanie um, shoot the, in- the invading... Uh, what's the word? Soldier. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. So there would be a little bit more actiony sequences other than them just running away from like fire and stuff. Yeah. So, so mine awesome. is going to be a movie that nobody really thinks about anymore. But instead of making one, you make seven of them mm-hmm. because it would work incredibly well. So you take the worst witch and gender swap it, and you call it Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's that always that fun hashtag of boss witch, mm-hmm. where it's the whole. It, there's a whole um, list of memes of like, all, if, if Hermione was the main character, all the shit that would oh have just God. gone right it's initially. Hilarious. It's so, yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like the real underlying force through that. Yeah, she was series. the driving force that got them through everything. Even when it came down to like, okay, we copied Hermione's notes and got her home yeah. phone on time. But like, she she totally kind of handed that. It's, like, it's year like, three and they're in still year one. She kept them alive during <laughs> oh, the Deathly like Hallows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, She's the like, only reason they survived. Harry's like, I'm gonna do the thing. Hermione's like, I'm gonna make sure you don't die. And yeah. then Ron's like, why are we doing the thing? And then <laughs> <laughs> and Hermione's like, here, shut up. I'm actually gonna like feed you stuff. So yeah. And make sure we don't like, get found by the Death Eaters. Yeah. <laughs> Teach. So I went a little further than you guys did. Okay. Oh. Okay. I actually cast the movie. Oh, oh wow. nice very done. nice. Okay. Because I did... So I looked at it and went, I can't have a cast of thousands because I want because I was thinking we were all casting the movie. I don't want to do a cast of thousands, so yeah, I want to yeah. keep something small. Well, we can revisit this down yeah. the road. Yes. So, this would um, actually be a really fun... So mm, I did comic. Clue. <gasps> oh, ooh. Okay. Ooh. And I gen and I actually cast <gasps> everybody. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so for Wadsworth, yeah. I picked Celia Strong. Uh, the SN- she used she's the head writer on SNL now. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, she used to do the Weekend Update. She was the uh, the woman after Tina Fey. And oh, Tina- yes. okay, yeah, yes. yeah, okay. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Professor Plum. I did Octavia Spencer. She's from the um, the NASA movie that just came out. Um, okay. Uh, Hidden Fences? Hidden, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yeah. Hidden figures. She's the academy. There is a movie out called Fences. <laughs> yeah. Just based off of the play. My yeah. brain not so bad. Um, no, you got it. Colonel Mustard. I did Gal Gadot. <laughs> 
Because if she just did a comedy, and she's actually apparently pretty good at physical comedy. That's awesome. Um, Mrs. White, I did a Zac Efron. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Scarlet is Nathan Fillion, and now becomes a pimp instead of a madam. Yes. Mr. Green is Anna Kendrick. Awesome. Uh, Yes. Definitely. Yvette is Liam Hemsworth. Oh my god. Totally okay. Yes. Mr. Body is Constance Wu. She's from Fresh Off the Boat. She's the mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. The cop is uh, Melissa McCarthy. Nice. <laughs> the singing telegram, because she's uh, she's in it for like all of six seconds. Uh, yeah. And your singing telegram. Grant Gustin. <laughs> Grant Gustin? Yes. Oh my god, that would be amazing. The motorist would be Kristen Bell. Uh-huh. Yep. The chief would be Kristen Wiig. Oh my God. The cook is Dan Aykroyd. Because Dan Aykroyd's only there for like eight seconds. Yeah. You just seem like and, chopping meat. Yeah, chopping it. meat. And then Jordan Peele as Mrs. Peacock. Nice. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. That's awesome. So, and then, but then I got I into a debate, debate with myself. Do you change the movie or do you just have them do it scene for scene, line for line? Because who doesn't want to see Jordan Peele... Look at Kristen Wiig and go, our lives are in danger, you beatnik. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a line for a line for that would be. Oh my yeah, exactly. God, be so okay. good. Or Zac Efron looking at um, Octavia Spencer going, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see him doing the flames. Yeah. The flames on the side of my face. Because he becomes the young, he becomes the young, he becomes the young trophy husband that some rich woman married. Yeah, Wives should be okay. like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. What? Exactly. <laughs> you don't understand. I know all of her lines, so yeah. I mean, we can keep going with this if you want. But, but I, I looked at that and did, and then did this because it's you still have the comedy there. Okay, there's no like some of the the stuff gets slightly cha- has to get slightly changed just because of the gender. Yeah, but most of it is able to stay the same but take on a new dynamic. Especially if you use the line for line stuff. Oh, jeez, yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I it's think I have one too. too. Yeah? So if you were to really kind of mix something up, Fight Club. Or not Fight Club, sorry. Um, I'm like, I just looked at him and I was like, I'm going to steal your answer. <laughs> no, I was thinking, sorry, Pulp Fiction. Ooh, okay. okay. Be cool. And you would film it back at the same time frame. So, like, we're talking early 90s, and somebody that kind of went away in their career kind of disappeared a little bit, like Travolta. And take Gina Davis, like, during her long kiss goodnight (gasps) for the Vincent Vega role. Oh, totally. That'd be fantastic. Because that would have been awesome. I could see that being just really kind of badass. And you could throw in some interesting people, too. Like, Butch, maybe you had, like, throw in somebody like, uh, I'm trying to think who would be interesting at that time frame. Um... Viola Davis. Wait, I'm th- wait. Is that the no? no which, which, which is, is the Bruce Willis? Bruce the Bruce Willis. Will, okay, um, you'd have to go with somebody like Sigourney really, Weaver. She's almost a little too serious. I was going to say her or um, the woman who played Sarah Connor. Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton as a boxer. Yeah, yeah. she'd totally kill it as a boxer. Yeah. So good. So that could be really awesome. So who would play Mia Wallace? Mrs. Mia Wallace. So if you're going back into the early nineties, even actually back then, because their acting chops were there at the time. Early nineties, Brad Pitt. Actually, 
It's right before he's like really like kind of taken off, but he's starting to do a lot of more interesting it's, things. It's the Meet Joe Black. Uh huh. Brad Pitt. Uh, um, or the other. Runs through it, Brendan yeah. Fraser. Oh, God, no, because I couldn't see him in that he's, role. He's a little too, he's he's a little too, too like, adorkable for that, for he that role. He is adorkable. I could yeah. see him in maybe a different role in that film. Yeah. Um, he did, like, Slick Suave. Slick Suave? George Clooney back then. Yeah. He would have yeah. been able to do that. Well, yes, yeah. but Slick Suave just defines George Clooney at any time period. <laughs> so, it's per- it, so he gets typecast in the role. So. Yeah, that happens. But, yeah, I well, think... when you're like that in real life, you know... <laughs> And then, yeah, like, I, yeah. I think that would just be insanely a ton of fun to watch. Because, yeah. like, Tarantino's writing is always good. Mm-hmm. But if you imagine some of, like, those statements, like, even if you kept it like you did for Clue, where it's line for a line. Yeah. That makes things very interesting very quickly. Actually, so many of Tarantino's films would be so kick-ass gender stuff. Can you imagine Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs? Dogs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Well, and part of the, like, part of the reason I did... Clue was you could do it, but you could do it, but you could rewrite it, mm-hmm. and or still, you could or line. you could do line for line, mm-hmm. and nothing. It, like there are some things like I'd look at this and go, yeah, if I did it line for line, it would be great, but I think I would lose things from certain people. Yeah, like I think I would like. Um, so I just figured out who Brendan Fraser would be in uh, in Pulp Fiction in the mid nineties, the gender swap. He would He'd be, be Marvin. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he oh, would no, be. He would be the uh, the girl laying on the couch smoking a bong yeah, when they yeah. break her into the house to get the uh, adrenaline yeah. shot at yeah. the drug dealer's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly mm-hmm. nose ring sitting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Patricia Arquette's character, right? Yep, yep, yep. That'd, yep. Be, yep. that'd be hilarious. <sighs> Man. That could be or really fun. Or you could fun. Matthew Lillard in that Oh, yeah. The 90s, that was, that was his heyday. That was really Scream Days. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. That, that would definitely probably would have been Matthew Lillard. <laughs> but yeah, I really do think so far, though, out of all of these, I want to see that Fight Club. I yeah, really want to see that Fight Club. That would be fun. Sounds fantastic. All right, so I guess we'll get to our last topic really quick. Quickly. Oh, I, actually, Kat, you didn't go, did you? I did. Wait, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, you did Mulan. Yeah. You did Mulan. Sorry, my brain's, like, scattered today. Rob's like, yours is just Really, we should make this one... Dishonor to your family. We should make this one of our full episode topics. I think so. Yeah. Actually cast the, yes. mo- the, and the like movie. I said, even though we've done this show for almost close to three years, anything we've done in the past, when we start in the next month, Everything is on the table again. For, yeah. for like, it, like we just started for the first time. So we honestly, we should do a Dreamcast for books too. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because then the problem is that they ever make that yeah. book, I'll just be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> you're like it's not this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so the last thing we wanted to touch on was uh, out of villains, mm-hmm. who's the most relatable villain in pop and geek culture? I, I would actually. I'm, I'm going to go first and get this out of the way. I can relate to all of the villains out there. No, I mean I can. Like even the ones that are batshit crazy, yeah. I get because I know people that are insane. So I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking of any villain well, that isn't relatable, in my opinion. I looked at it like this: What villain do you think? Like mine is Lex Luthor. I can okay. see his point of view. Yeah. There's this alien menace who has more power. Than any five countries combined. Yeah. And we're all handing him the keys to the planet? What the hell are you all insane? <laughs> of course he has to be destroyed. And especially, you know, arguments, uh, you know, it's pretty easy. 
Uh, he's gone bad like twelve times this past year. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, he's you know his battles destroy cities. Of course, he needs to be destroyed, and that's what I look at. It's not that because no matter how hard I try, my Joker's a fun villain. He's not relatable because he's t- he his motivation is I'm crazy. Okay, so he's not, (laughs) but but that's not a relatable motive. You could say I get that he's crazy. Yeah. Okay, but maybe I'm misunderstanding relatable then. It's like you absolutely see their point of view and why they're doing what they're doing, and it makes 100% sense to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so they, there's no way anybody, if you, if they actually had a chance to have a debate with the hero, most of the people in the audience would be like, that makes a lot of sense. And I think he's actually the good guy, not the hero. Oh, I wouldn't say... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't say good guy. Yeah, but because Lex Luthor, in his head, is the hero of his own story. Yes, the actions he takes are villainous. He's ruthless. Okay? But in the end, his goal is to protect humanity from this alien menace. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that the Joker is relatable in the logic of his, his insanity, too, though. But he has no logic. That's the there thing is with, some logic to it. it well, if in a he, lot of his actions and I'm what sorry, he does, if, depending upon which Joker, Joker yes. you well, go that's with, that, yeah, that's okay, true. like the comic the book Joker has no motivation. His motivation is I want to cause chaos. Yeah. Okay, that's not a to me at least. That's not a relatable. But for someone, so but again, like if you're following the logic of insanity, like, if you're following the emotional logic or the psychological logic of it, like, if he is pushed to extremes, and maybe he is, he was extreme control on one end, and now is rebelling to that opposite extreme of complete chaos, because the other one was so polarizing, I mean, you can... <laughs> but there's no logic <laughs> to, to insanity. So, I, I think I actually I have a really is. solid one, <laughs> and it's somebody that does kind of change his colors through the course of his appearances. But started as a villain. Spike from Buffy. Oh my god, yes! And it's incredibly relatable. Like, he's he's doing every horrible thing based purely because of love. Yeah. Yeah. And even his motivations to become a hero are based purely of what made him a bad guy to begin with. Yeah. It's the love for crazy... What's her face? Oh my god. Drusilla. Drusilla. Yes. And then shifts to his crazy amount of love for Buffy. Yeah. That's he's a character based purely with motivations and then based he eventually upon love. Becomes a hero. I'm going to piggyback on that whole concept idea and say Darth Vader, for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. He did all of the really horrible bad shit that he did out of trying to prevent bad things happening to his family, and in so doing, actually caused a lot of bad things to happen to his family and you know everybody else. Yeah, um, but. If you go along the lines with that, then he also redeemed himself trying to do save things for his, his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, save his kids. Well, in that case, I'm changing my answer from I don't really get this question to <laughs> David Tennant's character from Jessica Jones. Yeah. Who is an extremely, and don't get me wrong, not relatable in the sense that. I don't find him relatable at all. Oh, no. He's very, very, very transparent. I don't watch Jessica Jones. He's Ooh. transparent, but I can't relate. But again, that's so. Yeah. Where I can relate to the. Maybe like the. Insanity thing, because I can go, okay, you know, I can step removed there. He's so sociopathic that that just is like the antithesis. Well, yeah, but it's it's I... why he's sociopathic that makes absolute sense to me. His his The power no, that he but... actually has, I can see any, well, just about any any human being. But then that brings up the question, was he sociopathic road. to begin with? 
Or was that something that developed? Because if he was That's such a good point. to begin with, yeah, then, it then the way he was talking about all of that was just an emotional ploy to use against his characters. Because that's the way I took it. That's an interesting point. that is point. exactly what a sociopath would do. Yeah, yeah. Is, here's my sob story. Feel bad for me, so you let me do what I want. Not that anybody had any every, choice. Because everything, it's true, but everything that he did was constantly... Like, because every time I thought I, I started to feel maybe some some sort of, like, redemption, he, you would see a, like, slight, it was very slight, yeah, yeah, he's no. a really good actor, but, like, it was just that slight slip of, he's doing this because he's selfish. Yeah. He's doing it purely for him. Which... He's doing it to manipulate everyone yep, around him. Yep, and that's, that's kind of what I, and again, it's very believable <laughs> from the sense of relatability. Like, I don't see myself in him so much as I see yeah. I see the ability of mankind Jay in general to, to go that this. direction. <laughs> Jay is about to ask No, no, it's this. okay. Um, I actually am not talking about <laughs> okay. that, but I was just going to say, yeah. like, another, another villain who really kind of sings along those lines would be Negan from The Walking Dead. I haven't, I haven't watched I haven't The Walking Dead. Him. I can't watch um, all the movies. He oh, is an outright sociopath. He's yeah. manipulative. He's cruel and brutal and like beats people with a you know razor wires like Ramsay from yeah. um game of thrones that's someone that is totally unredeemable oh yeah yeah um but there's an there's an episode um i think it was two episodes ago i'm not spoiling anything yeah where he prevents really he's basically in charge of one of the factions of society he's a warlord okay so like everybody is completely loyal to him um they you know the, the, they are these societies that are like built up out of nothing basically and they have he is the ultimate dictator in his society, in his world. Yeah. They're, the, they're the saviors. That's what they're called. And so, you know, if he says, kill that person, you kill that person. And if you don't, then you might get a hot iron slap to your face. Or, you know, yeah. like, they, he's brutal and cruel. But there's a scene in two episodes ago where he stops one of his men from raping a captor. And he's like, were you about to rape this woman? You totally were. And stabs the dude in the neck. And he's like, I know I wouldn't want to live in a society where that was acceptable. Like, that, I was like, wow, that almost kind of sort of slightly redeems him just a little bit. Yeah, it's like, that he, little bit, that like, slightly bit of honor amongst thieves. Like, he, there are rules in his society. There are his rules. There are some really horrible punishments for not following them, but he actually does have some rules, and he's trying to protect the people that he sees as his. Yeah. I have one, actually, too. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone else watches it, but Vampire Diaries, um, they did a whole spinoff show with um, the villains that were introduced in season three because they became such fan favorites because they were so relatable. They were supposed to be the, um, it kind of gets The originals. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it. They were supposed to be the original vampires that all the other vampires were descended from. Mm -hmm. And like when they come in in Vampire Diaries, they are horrifying. The main one, Klaus does horrific horrific things his family is like but klaus is that traditional like vampire with pseudo a heart and he has like tons of mommy and daddy and their family's fucked up yep really it's just generations and generations of fucked up family issues and all of them have so many fucked up family issues that you end up feeling and that they were able to do an entire successful show out of <laughs> I've actually watched but most of that show. It's so good. It is good. It the one that's set in New Orleans. Orleans. Yes. yes. Oh my and God. there's the Coven of Witches. It's right yeah. in the rally. Like, there's the Coven of Witches. There are the werewolves. So yes. In fact, I was watching it. I was like, I feel like Kat's a writer for this show or something. <laughs> it's really good. It's actually so surprisingly good. really good, too. Yeah, I watched, I like, the it. first two seasons. I was like, this was really impressive. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got our villains out of the way. So now we have to flip this. 
Batman. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is the most unrelatable hero? Batman. Most unre- unrelatable hero. Unrelatable, unrelatable hero. hero. Batman is a child who had his parents taken from him. His response mm-hmm. is to dress up in leather, run around on rooftops, and also once for nothing too. Yeah, and once for nothing, trying to end crime in Gotham on a one-man, you know, crime-fighting spree. What's a better use for the for this? Oh, how about we give all the tech I've created to the police for free? <laughs> Look! But the police were inundated with corruption, corruption. and all these right. things. Right, and if I fund the DA's office, yeah. which hey, is also corrupt, mm-hmm. yeah. Harvey Dent. We saw how that turned out. Yeah. yeah, except for one thing. In the comics, the only reason Harvey Dent became Two-Faced was because Batman was there. Okay, if the police were there, it's an entirely different thing. Okay. Well, then the, that court case wouldn't have happened because the police were corrupt. See, no, it's, no. it's important. It's a vicious that, circle. It is. it is. But again, if you it's spend... It's like the Ouroboros. If you spend your money... <laughs> the Ouroboros. Okay, eventually you make the... You the thingy. There are other I think I said the wrong thingy. There are other ways to do it. And if Ragnarok? you... With the amount of money that he had... It was just... Like, I look at it and go, this is the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> I love because like TJ like hardcore points and we're like <laughs> we're still we're still kind of geeking out over the fact that I, I figured I'd screw up because then somebody else could go that's fair <laughs> enough um and I, I do understand that but I mean like you know what the I always will still say this and I, I understand it from your point of view on that totally um the people that are most relatable in Batman's universe are always Batman's sidekicks well, and don't so. get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like Batman, and I like the, mm-hmm. I, I like those comic books. But he's the only hero mm-hmm. who could literally end crime in his city simply by sharing his superpower. Major flaw control freak. I, I feel him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but remember, he who has the money makes the rules, so he's still a control freak. He's just a control freak in a different way. Oh, no, no, no. Control freak means, like, no, y'all fuck it up if I hand it over. So I can't. I gotta keep it all myself. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> when it's that levels of it. I understand you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, hero that's most unrelatable, man. Archer. Captain Hammer. <laughs> Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, I can totally relate to that guy. <laughs> that's one of those things I look at and go, why haven't your allies shot you yet? Uh, oh, he's been shot a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say, Lana has shot him several times. Yeah. Headshot. They do. They always give him, like, you you know why yeah. he's as fucked up as he is. And, you like, you get sympathetic points with Archer. He's you, horrible. <laughs> he is a terrible but, human being. at the same but time. But I also wouldn't like, ever, ever, ever call Archer a hero, though. Let's be honest. Uh, actually, for me, my real answer is um, Tony Stark. Um, unrelatable in the fact that <sighs> there's so much that drives me nuts about his character. Um, yeah. And I think it's just... It, what is it? I think it's 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 the same Batman issue almost. It's like you have oogobs of money, but the one that drives me more nuts. Yeah, you can have a grappling hook and fly around. Being inside of a giant metal suit and falling from the heights he does, and he's like, "I haven't broken a single bone in my body. I'm perfectly fine." And like, why and is he still in that whoa. suit? Why doesn't he just? 
He doesn't. He just used a remote control <laughs> for God's sake. He Beatles. did for a while. He should have stuck to doing that in the comic book. He's a hell of an engineer. That's why he hasn't broken <laughs> any bones. Um, but no, I th- I think for for me it, it's the reason why I have such issue with him is there's a lot of heroes that are super egotistical. His ego is even in the movie. Just if we're talking on the movie world, it yeah. is the MCU. It is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is Tony Stark's <laughs> ego? That's yeah. all it is. It's built on his there ego. Is for no fuck's other, sake. Tony Stark has no other traits but his ego and alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if we're gonna go book wise, I actually have a huge issue with um, heroines that are. I mean, like so. Obviously, we would want specifics. Twilight's a great example of a oh, really God. shitty heroine. But so, uh, I'll, don't I'll, interrupt. I'll, let her talk. I'll that because that's just shitty writing. writing. <laughs> Again, <laughs> shitty writing. Let her talk. But it's also a shitty heroine. Yeah. Like, that correlates. And I mean, like, but you saw, like, there was a trend of it for a little while where you had, like, a lot in um, YA books, some romance, where, like, the heroines were just these... Like damsels, yeah, they were damsels. They did nothing. They yeah. did absolutely nothing. And you're like, why are they being idiots? Why? Are, and any woman reading it is like, why are they being an idiot? Why are they being an idiot? Why are they being an idiot? So I mean, like, I would find them as another female completely unrelatable. Mm-hmm. Like most women reading it are kind of like skipping past their shit anyway. Paul is writing things because <laughs> I don't want to say it, but that popped into my head <laughs> as a really snarky thing to say. But I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. No, I'm not going to say, say that. Exactly. I'm not going to say that. That is a horrible thing to say. Gaston. I'm going with Superman. Superman is unrelatable. I don't get him. I don't get him at all. Not in the least. I mean, Reason, reasons being? My reason being, you've got an all powerful being that's schlumming it with creatures that look like him, but aren't him. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I get maybe, maybe the relatability is, oh, he feels bad and he wants to feel wanted. And I, I'd have flown off a long time ago <laughs> to find <laughs> a planet that's a challenge. Like, what? Is, I don't know. I just, don't, I don't, yeah. I think, I think I could not relate to Superman in the least. Um, I'm gonna, again, this is another unpopular opinion time. Luke Skywalker, to me, at points, is yes. unrelatable. Because he's so fucking whiny. He's the whiniest. He's the whiniest. And like, I don't know, like, even even when I watched those movies as a kid, I was like, oh my god, stop complaining. Like, you have the force. Like, stop stop thinking you can't do shit. Like, I know this is the point is he has to overcome these things and all that. But he's so whiny throughout, like, the entire film. The only time I'll give him a a little bit of a pass Mm -hmm. is Jedi. Yeah, at that point, he's kind of come into his own a little bit more. I'm with her. I found him really whiny. <laughs> yeah, Definitely through episodes one and two. And you know what? There are so... Again, it's so many of the more of the surrounding characters that redeem him throughout those films that I'm like, all right, okay. He, he kind of picked up Luke by the seat of his pants. His sister saved <laughs> yeah. him. His best friend in the Wookiee saved him. And Obi-Wan Kenobi saves him, like, fucking twice. The droid saves him all the time. The droid saves time. him all the time. Yeah. I, I'd also like to point out that he had more of a reaction to Obi-Wan's death who he knew for eight days than he did to his aunt and uncle who raised him. Also true. Also true. Um, He's like, well, I wanted to peace out. Now I don't have to ask their permission. Now I can go to Tasha Sadie whenever I want. Yeah, I was getting There was also a really big flip between Empire and Jedi where he went from whiny bastard to I am the calm, serene Jedi. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But oh my god, in the first one you're like, alright dude, come on. Like everybody complained about Anakin whining. I'm like, did you guys Ooh. see the it's original? It's hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> that's how again, can, that's how you can tell nobody from 7, 8, and 9 yeah. are a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the character concept of Anakin Skywalker I like more than the actor who actually played him. Yes. yes. And that's unfortunate to me. But, uh, and same thing again. Same thing with Luke. The character concept of Luke, I love. I don't know that, you know, the portrayal of him is super whiny. I don't know if that was an acting choice by Hamill or whatnot. I think that was a directing choice by Lucas. Uh, entirely, they could have been both. Yeah. But like, because I feel like they could have made him a little bit more mature. Well, like, a little bit less of a whiny bastard. All yeah, the time. Because I've seen Hayden Christensen and other things, and he's actually pretty good. And then I've seen, you know, and Hamilton's fan. Uh, Hamill. Hamill. Yeah, Hamill. Mark Hamill. Is, yeah, Mark Hamill <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> Okay, is a fantastic actor. I feel like he's a better voice actor than he is, like, stage and screen. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know. He was pretty damn good in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I really <laughs> felt that character. My thing is, I can't think of many things that he's been in. This is true. That wasn't just voice acting. Um, he was in The Flash two seasons, uh, last season. He yeah. Was, um, yeah, so there's the Flash, which I really The original him. Flash and the current Flash right. that he was but in. But then, anything else? I think it was an old war movie. And he played like a coward. I'm looking this One up now. Yeah. I mean, well, like, he's like, done his own stuff, too. Like, he did yeah. uh, Comic Book the Movie, which mm-hmm. was about a Comic-Con. And he was trying to get... And it's basically like a mockumentary. But it was a lot of fun in it. Yeah, the other right. thing I can think of is, like, early 90s, The Guyver. Yeah. Uh, another he, sci-fi he was, movie. And yeah, he, He's very much a voice actor now. Oh, yeah. And he does, he, did, he does really well. So I think... I will always go back, as bad as this is going to sound, given that the only really good Star Wars was the one not directed by George Lucas. I'll go back and blame Lucas for most of the acting choices in those movies. <laughs> Alright, so I think we're going to take a quick break uh, because we're already at the hour mark and we, I think, are all kind of giddy to get to our next topics. So, um, so if you bear with us for a few minutes, we'll be right back and we'll see you then. Once jump ahead of the bread line, once swing ahead of the sword, I steal only what I can't afford, and that's everything. Once jump ahead of the lawman, that's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. And we're back. So, one of the things we were really wanting to do, and we were actually going to do it this last episode, we never got a chance to, though. Uh, we're disney <laughs> We were dis out quite a bit. That's yes. Awesome. So... One of the things we really wanted to discuss, uh, and actually not even discuss, but just kind of have some fun with this, is all of us becoming D&D characters. So we'll have our own thought process on this, but like, let's bring in everybody at the table to help kind of create who we each are. Um, because I think this would be just something kind of fun to do. So we'll look at three very specific things. Class, race, and our alignment. So does anybody know where they want to start off? And we're going to start off purely with race first. Which race people think they want to be, and we'll kind of help everybody build their character. I feel like we should have a ceremonial oh, like, D20 to roll. Just <laughs> awesome. I, I should have brought my giant one <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, I'm I sure have one like the size of an apple. It's I'm sure cool. somebody here has uh, an app on their phone that's a D20. So I just wanted the sound. Yeah, right? There's nothing <laughs> like the sound of a fresh D20. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's just, on one. 
then it's a sound of disappointment. Then you have to punish it and put it in the freezer. Oh, punish yeah. it, nothing. Yeah. Put it in a circle of It salt. goes in the garbage can. A <laughs> <laughs> D20 that rolls a nat one right off the bat? No. Like, you got to get, get that out of your house. <laughs> so we're going to start... Actually, you know what? We're going to start with Fesh. So Fesh, what race would you want to play? Elf, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, either either Dark Elf or just a standard... Oh, wait. Possibly a Woods Elf. <laughs> Something in the Elf family. Okay. Yeah, that has always been my go-to. Why, why do you... Do you gravitate towards elves? Uh, mainly due to occupation, which we'll get to later. But it, it's not just that. It's just, I, I, there's something about... Like your about... real-life occupation that people don't know about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Or... It's like what I play in games tends to fit the, the elf personality, or at least the it, it fits that race better than, than anything else that I've come across, other than possibly a human. But who wants to play a human? It's a game. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, play something. Right, exactly. I'm already a human, mostly. Yeah. So, you know, I want to be something different, almost always an elf. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so what class do we think Fesh would fall under at this point in time? What do you think you would fall under? Oh, I know. Oh. I want to hear your guesses. Oh, based God. on based on Elf, that's throwing it out there. And the fact that I don't like like hand-to-hand combat. It's okay. a little hint. Ranger. Ranger. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's exactly it. I actually yeah. was thinking Ranger before you even yeah. said yeah. hand-to-hand so combat. Awesome. I could I, I could see I could definitely see that's where my brain was thinking too, and I'm like, you're probably a bow person. And that goes beyond <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Both my Guild War main characters, Guild Wars One and Guild Wars Tour, are so rangers. both Rangers. Yeah. I, I there's something about uh yeah, ranged attacks and everything that comes along with that that skill set that that I just adore. Okay. Yeah. Um and I think as far as alignment, the best way I can think for you right off the bat... Neutral good. Oh. <laughs> I would actually put you maybe potentially as chaotic good. Like, you're the wild... Yeah. I was not... not, not I, was I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go neutral or evil. I would actually put you as chaotic good. Because okay. you, you generally, as a human being, actually have a very good heart and... You feel bad when you hurt people. This is true. So, <laughs> But remember... But you're also a wild card at the same time. Yeah. But his character is a elf... Which would take a more long view. This is true. But like usually when you're playing D&D, I'm not usually thinking about the lore. I'm like, this is what I want to roll for. Yeah, I fair enough. <laughs> I would love to play a neutral, chaotic character. And the, all of the games I've played in, the, the, the DMs have been not wanting to tread down that path of getting things too insane or allowing anything yeah. too evil happening. So they usually restrict how far down in the bottom levels you can go. Fair but I would, I would love to play a truly neutral, finish. chaotic character and just be a force of chaos. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I can totally see you doing that. Too. My party would turn on me and kill me probably yep. within the first three sittings. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to happen. So is that where we we think Fesh Falls then? So he'd be yeah. uh, a uh, ranger, ranger, elf, chaotic, neutral? Fun, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Cat. Easy. <laughs> Wait, are um, we going chaotic good for him or chaotic neutral? Yeah, which one? I could, I could go chaotic I, neutral. I mean, I could play chaotic good. That wouldn't be a problem. I don't have a problem with chaotic well, what good. Is I just you? like oh, yeah, chaotic good. You. Yeah, no, chaotic good fits. Chaotic um, good. Okay. I just like to dabble with chaotic neutral if I could yeah. at any point. Dip your toes in. Um, race. I would be halfling. I so your height doesn't change. I was thinking either that or Kender. Yeah. Oh, you make it all Yeah. And then class bard. 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 Everything I am good at has to do with something creative. Like, that's just all I do is creative shit. And so, I mean, like, yeah, I'll sing at people while we're running into danger. That's <laughs> well, you guys are running into danger anyway. I'm going to lob stuff oh, far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll be singing at you. Um, me both, girl. Yes. And then alignment. Mm. See, I've got a mischief streak. You do, but you also have. But I'm super responsible. You're very responsible. Yeah. And you're very regimented in the way you think. Yeah. And you have a lot of like you like to be in control of things and you like things. Yes. See, I would put you as like a lawful good because yeah. you're okay. so like interesting. My brain thinks of like one of like our favorite animes that we watched and like one of the things we bonded on when me and Kat first met was an anime called Slayers. Yeah. And Amelia was like your favorite character, and that character came in rushing in, being like speaking about justice and stuff like that. Yeah. And like she was the lawful good character of that, <laughs> yeah. and that was always your favorite. It you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We'll get to that when we get to me. <laughs> Jada. Um, class, what do you guys think I would be? No cheating. <laughs> I also think elf, thing. honestly, but I'm probably completely wrong. I would go either elf or half elf. Okay. Um, half uh, Elves tend to be very elitist, and sometimes I come across as very elitist, but I'm, I've been told this in the past, TJ. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Another story there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get enough uh, old role playing friends together, you can come up with some stories. Yeah. But um, oh, we're gonna get there. It's oh okay. yes, I know. Trust yeah. me. Um, but I come. Uh, I've been told I can come across as being kind of like aloof or elitist. So like, but the, once you get to know me, I'm a little bit more like, yeah, let's go like you know, traipse through parking lots and sing at people <laughs> and stuff. So, um, I was I would probably go with half elf. Oh. Half elf. I, I, I definitely have like. I, you know, I like the hoity-toity parties, but put me in a dance party down in steerage any day, and yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. I feel you. <laughs> so, class. Definitely bard. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I'm an actress, a singer, a dancer. I'm, I don't play too many musical instruments, but... Yep. I think both of you guys are bards across. I can, I'm I'm a creative person, but I'm also in sales, so I have to be able to talk my way out of situations. Yes. And be able to spin things in the best possible advantage for everybody. I think think Fesh has an objection. No, I I don't have an objection to that. I just want out of this party. (laughs) (laughs) Two bards. Too many bards. Yeah. Well, think of all the inspiring things that we can, we can help you do. Um, I'm also one of those people that tend to like rush in and be like the first one to be like defending people or, you know, kind of, Trying to spearhead a situation and make things happen, and not, as, not so necessarily always no, want no. to be in charge, but sometimes sort of end up there in yeah. other ways. I get you. I get you. So, I guess the last question is oh, where you fall alignment. on the alignment spectrum. I see myself as neutral good, but I'm kind of curious as to where you guys would place me. I'm actually uh, uh, chaotic. Kind of good. Chaotic, <laughs> chaotic or neutral good? It, it, I think neutral fits. Yeah. yeah. I think neutral good, yeah. I think you're actually, Kat's right. I think it's neutral good versus lawful. You're, By the way, I totally want to play in this party. It'd be really fun. It would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would th- I would think neutral, yeah. I. You've got too much responsibilities for me to see you being too chaotic. Like, yes, you're but you've chaotic, seen me without my... Fear, well, you've this you've is seen true. me without my responsibilities. That is you've true. You've seen me on my... Uh, on, yeah. on my... Well, even then, you're, you're still somewhat reserved, in my opinion. But I've known some <laughs> very... <laughs> Someday we'll we'll have to sit down. That was my out loud voice. 
voice okay. actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> Either I have missed a whole lot about you, which is possible. I have picked, so I think this I segment mean, should have just been called Getting to Know the Crew. Yeah. <laughs> Either I've missed a whole lot about you, which is possible, or or I just have really horrible people to to place you against in the spectrum for my own life. It's one or the other. Some of column A. Yeah, Some probably. Okay, TJ. You're all about to get. Yeah, I was about to say you're all about to guess wrong. Really? I would not want to be a wizard. I didn't expect wizard. Oh, I always expect wizard. She always expects wizard. Um, And don't get me wrong, I love the concept of a wizard. But I'd be a paladin. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. knew it. I, I was going to say, the second you were like, I don't want paladin. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> there is magic still involved somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, there's still magic involved. Would TJ be a lawful good paladin? I don't know. No, I wouldn't. Really? I'd be a chaotic good paladin. Because there's a difference between, the difference between lawful and chaotic yeah. is the law, a lawful person will follow the law, regardless okay. of its, whether it's right or wrong. A chaotic person will disregard the law because it's right. So here's a question then. Because what do you define as the law? The written law. Oh. I am the law. For, for, I don't know if it's exa- lawful in that yeah, aspect. Yeah, Cat's probably... Because probably, I'm re- <laughs> Because because I do what I want. Yeah, you kind of cats. Back, I, I think back to cat. Neutral good. Well. Yeah, which is fine. Neutral good. But, but a lawful person will follow the written law. So okay. for for I example, some, but I discard others. Um, federal law yeah. and Pennsylvania state law says that marijuana is illegal. Yeah. However, I know people who smoke. Yeah. I'm not reporting them to the cops because they're still good people, and marijuana is not a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. The same, it's the, it's the concept of a guy breaks into a drugstore to steal drugs for his dying kid. Mm-hmm. What do I'd you be do a with sucker that? from the, dry, the dying kid thing. Oh, right. First, the skeptic of me asks to see the dying kid. Well, oh yeah, I, I, I'm, well, there's a lot of bad people out there. Or he yeah, steals food to feed that. his children. That I can okay. to better. Yeah, the lawful guy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Javert. Javert was a lawful good character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. He goes to jail. Yeah. That's the law. Justice is you feed the kid. Yeah. True story. So I, I'd be a chaotic good paladin. Okay. Are you allowed to be chaotic as a paladin? Is you are now. Okay. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, because I, I thought okay, there so for a while they were locked in. The yeah. one thing you didn't answer for yourself is race. That's because I'm always up in the air. When I, funny enough, when so I'm sort of a flying race. Yeah. No, <laughs> when, when, I play, when I get the rare chance to play D and D, I am a human because everybody else plays something exotic. Yeah. So by proxy, the human is the exotic one. Oh. True story. Actually, I'm playing a human in the current D and D game. Right, but everybody, well, everybody around you is playing another race, right? <laughs> Even though humans are theoretically the most populous race, there are no, you know, all the adventurers are always something else. So my go-to answer is normally human. Yeah. Okay. However, I will say I also have a um, interest in the Dragonborn from the newest editions of D and D because they just look cool. Yeah, <laughs> they are cool. Nothing wrong with that. So you're thinking primarily human. Yeah. 
human paladin. Yeah, it's Cat- paladin. good. Could totally see that. Looking like this crew might actually be able to get somewhere. Yeah, we need to find two guards, <laughs> a tank, uh, arranged. Yeah, and I'll ask you guys for me because I have no idea because I have um, only played in one Pathfinder game ever. I've never um, played in a D and D campaign in my life. There was a short one. I can see you playing a sorcerer. Oh yeah, I played. I played a Warforged. You were played a Warforged. I played a Warforged. Now, granted, that was all of like three games before it kind of fell apart. But I think you'd be an elf. I could. I could see you playing a sorcerer type character. See, I don't know. I look at Rob and I go rogue. Oh yeah, yes. rogue. Ooh, elf rogue. Yeah. I don't even know if elf. I think. No, no, I'm thinking dwarf. Human. Be- no, because of the mecha- no, because not because of the size or anything, but because yeah. of the mechanical aspects. Well, I'm going. I can tell you this now. Yeah, personality wise. Personality wise, Rob has the elitism. He may not show it, but it's I know. But here. I know he does. <laughs> well, <laughs> and and but on top of that too, he has the long view of the elves, where he has a good way to. No, I can tell you this now. Picture. I think I think show. they're spot on with elf because I will say this: I don't find dwarves. Pretty, and that's just like <laughs> my Libra sensibilities. I'm like, no, have you? I, I kind of feel you on that. I, I'm not. Have you seen one of our now? No. Rob's still like disdain. I, I, like, I like to play pretty characters. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that. Uh-huh. Okay. Although I have to say, the one time, I, like the few times that I played like the like non-pretty characters, are the ones I don't necessarily like physically relate to. Mm-hmm. I've had so much fun role playing them that it's yeah. been like, outstanding. But Tiefling would also that. also might fit. Tiefling would fit. Yeah, I can see that. Or maybe Kitsune. I still see. <laughs> or no. 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 Again, I'm going mechanical aspects. Yeah, I can no, see that I'm going personality. Personality wise. Personality, no. you are such an elf. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Elf Rogue? Yeah, actually, yeah. I was thinking Elf Rogue too. Elf Rogue, definitely. Yeah. Because daggers, yay. Thieving, <laughs> yay. Also, um, I need somebody to back up. Uh, uh, I need a, yeah, I need a DPS so, to back up my tank. <laughs> as far as alignment falls. I'm not too sure. Uh, Chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chaotic neutral yeah. or neutral good. Yeah. yeah. Again, the the the, the uh, question of alignment is odd because most of us are going to fall into the good category anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because we still want to play an evil character. I mean, like for me, so if there was a neutral neutral category, I'd probably I fall into neutral yeah. neutral. Yeah. Rob's so like, if I didn't have to but, make a decision. Best ever. ever, yeah. <laughs> but neutral, neutral falls in there somewhere for me. But I even know. neutral, neutral isn't neutral. Neutral goes so you're just whichever wearing... side is weaker. So you're you're just working for dupe at that point. No, no. Tell my wife hello. <laughs> neutral for me is more like I don't really believe with your viewpoint or your point. Don't joke. I'm gonna be on my viewpoint. And Which I think is? based off of your version of chaotic. Mm-hmm. I'd probably actually fall chaotic neutral. Because I'm like, screw y'all. I don't like what anybody is doing in this party. I'm going over here. Oh, like, we can I feed off people. each other's I insanity. Like cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just made a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I like pretty things. People suck. Give me another cat. <laughs> or a puppy. I'm fine with that too. You're in my bubble. Stab. Yeah. <laughs> Out of that bubble. <laughs> 
Jade has apparently really got to stop drinking on the podcast. It's coffee. <laughs> yeah, we should make that. Yeah, because when you say Jada needs to stop drinking, not saying what she's drinking. Coffee. Yeah, that's an important no, 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 detail. It's, it's fine. We can. Okay, we can so she's worried about spit take hazards. Yes, it has happened before. I've especially since the mic is almost directly in front of Jada. <laughs> So we now have our party. So we have two bards, a paladin, a ranger, and a rogue. And God, we die fast. I mean, well, we'll never be without a good song, guys. Yes, right? you can sing us all the way to our grave. Yeah, I was going to say, funeral dirges are going to be in your near future. Because you want to know what our big problem is? Our big problem is we do not have a cleric. We don't yep. need a cleric. So I'm healer. the only healing per- person. And, and you're so, also the tank. And I'm the tank, which means I die first. <laughs> clerics? Clerics? We don't need no we'll stinking clerics. We'll guard you with our music. Yes, we can, Good, we can good for you. you. If you could guard me with we, armor and shield, on. that'd be better. <laughs> We've got a rogue. Yeah. Every single town we so visit, he steals every goddamn healing. Well, I was going to say ultimately, too. And we'll inspire the bad guys to change their ways. And actually... Ultimately, the paladin <laughs> falls. In, the paladin like, falls in battle. <laughs> I loot his corpse, and we move on to the next town. <laughs> and then you all die. <laughs> She's got a point. That's true. We're not getting because anywhere. you're thinking that what, what kills me is going to stop with me. That's true. <laughs> we'll already be running away. <laughs> well, my brain is thinking Krieger and Archer smoke bomb. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Okay. See, no, I'm more thinking you threw the smoke bomb and then forget to run so the smoke clears you're still standing there like, ah, crap. Oh, no, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I am. I played Aww, it. <laughs> so Fesh is still standing there. Where'd so, everybody go? So we now have our party. So now is the meat of this discussion. Is actually the reason we wanted to kind of give you guys an idea of who we are as far as role players because I know since we've been on Next Level, we haven't had one of these kind of discussions before. Uh, so... We're going to talk a little bit about our some of our favorite tabletop or LARPing adventures that yes! we've had in the past. <laughs> uh, and when I say that, I, I, it's like, you know, some of our favorite games we've played in, uh, some of our favorite moments, terrifying moments as players, and if we've ever had any epic deaths or characters we would have actually really been upset if we had a character of ours that we would really attached to die. So, I think... We should maybe the best way to start this off because we did this in the past a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. the best thing is just a really quick answer. You don't need to get into it, but just state your favorite game, like the game world that you like to play in the most. And I'll start with TJ. We'll just kick around really fast. Our favorite game world? Yes, like D&D. whether D and D, Jada, World of Darkness. Okay, Cat. World of Darkness, D and D. Um, I actually am going to go with our current right now. I really like Dresden Files and the Fate Yay! System. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, also super fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I've I've got a great story. To kick I want to hear a story. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's about Jada. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ran a three-year werewolf game. Yay! Yes, you did. Um, and the first game. Yeah, it was, yeah, one, it was the it? it was a LARP. Yeah. It was uh probably about at, at the height like twenty five people. I more than that, though. It felt like we did. Sometimes it's, there was, like, an army. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there was a lot of people, but... You know, Player bases always yeah. vary. Anyway, um, continue. But my, uh... When I first started, I had about 10, and I, 10 to 15, and I was the only ST. I was also trying to drag a bunch of vampire players into <laughs> the wor- world of werewolf. Um, <laughs> one of those players was Jada. 
Uh, and I, she came to her first game. She came in cold. She didn't have any idea what was going on. And I handed her, her, uh, what's, what was called a galliard challenge, uh, where she had to stand up and tell a story. No prep, no nothing. She just had to tell the oh, story. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> and at the time, um, I was coming in playing a packed beta. Courtney and I were the, uh, we were the Black Fury group. Yes. Yeah. And I was oh actually God. coming in. My character was an attorney. Her real world name, um, and, um, I was a galliard, but uh, her real world name was Brooke. Translated slightly into babbling Brooke because I never shut up. Um, but she was also a public. Def- she was a um, she was an attorney, and she did all of her work pro bono for um, cases of sexual assault. And I believe that was the challenge, correct? As I had to come in and I was I was you had to, you had to tell a story. I was telling a story. Of, Nobody um, had we hadn't realized you were coming that game, mm-hmm. um, and people didn't know what I was because right. I walked in wearing like. I was the only one who knew who, who you were. So she comes, well, I mean, what character you were playing. Everybody knew you, but you came walking in and I said, listen, you don't have to do this because you've had no prep time. But if you want, there's a position going up that normally a galliard would go for. You should, uh, it would, it would be within character to go for this position. She proceeded with no prep to blow the roof off the house. (laughs) It was fantastic. And after the Galliard Challenge, the STs got together and had a 20-minute argument in which I told the entire group that Jada won. Yeah. (laughs) And that they were morons. And the rest of the group said, well, this is her first game. We can't give her the... the, We can't hand her the win because this is her first game. I'm like, she won. Yeah. This is like handing the... Handing the trophy to the second place guy because the first place guy showed up 20 minutes late. And, <laughs> and it's ultimately is like they just out role played the situation and win. Yeah. That's what it is. It is and on. It, she, might have, it might have been my first werewolf LARP, but it wasn't my first rodeo. We'll put yeah, it that way. There you go. Yeah. And she can, <laughs> so she wound up getting second place. Over, it, it, and by, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but the winner objected too. <laughs> The guy who got first place came over to me and went, why did I win? Jada beat me. (laughs) It was Reap. Came over and said, Jada beat me. Why did I win? And I said, because they said so. Um, The the other three STs wound up leaving two games later, and I looked at Andrew and I said, retire, Jada just won. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's that's very flattering, considering that for the first, what was it? Year and a half, two years that we were friends. You kind of thought I hated you because I of thought, our character interactions <laughs> during the Westchester I University did, well, War. Remember, uh, I, didn't, I was dating someone you didn't care for. Deny those statements of allegations uh, towards my yeah. person. Uh, sorry. Refrain from first last name, yes. please. Uh, yeah, you just got to y'all need to go and edit that. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, I was dating someone you didn't care for, so I didn't hang out with your group often. Ah. No, um, you assumed you were part of the Black Jeans contingent. Right. Yes. You assumed I hang out with that group when I couldn't, when I was trying my best to get out of that. You see, real quick though, that that's kind of goes all the way back to the beginning of this thing, and one of the reasons it always seems like LARPs are a mixture of fun gaming and a ton of drama that relates to the whole group that's involved, or at least my there experiences. Can be. There can be, but then sometimes when you're coming in cold to a group and you have no idea who the other players well, are, well, that's easier, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, totally. and also, well, too, I want to argue the point of tabletop is much more limited in the scope of the amount of people you can deal with. Yeah, Whereas LARP, true. if you're dealing with 10 to 25 yeah, people, there will be point. drama. Because and if, that's just... Yeah, yeah, and if point. your only interaction with someone is in a game with a character, event, like, I had a guy who... I thought his character name was his real name for the first six oh, months. Oh, yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah. His character name was Marcus, and I thought his that was his real name. And his real was name was Adolfo. Horrible. You, thought his, you thought his character name was Adolfo, and his real yes. name was Marcus. Yeah. That's adorable. It's, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> and when somebody finally corrected me, I'm saying, they're like, oh, God. Mortified, been, yeah. Egg on face. It's okay. Yeah. I did that, too, with him. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then one day, I ran into Jada at the mall, and she's like, oh, come shopping with me. I'm like, oh, what? Sure. Okay. And that's when I realized that she's actually she actually liked me, and I was like, okay, I'm actually yeah. not a huge bitch. What is one of your favorite stories from a game? Oh, looking at the list of possibilities in front of me, one of my favorite what something that happened to me in in game. I was at a LARP down uh, in uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, the game was called Troy. It was a padded weapon kind of medieval. Buffer yeah, buffer LARP. Yeah, yeah uh, based off the uh, Nero system, which is quite. Was quite popular. I don't know if they're still running Nero down there. But anyway, we're out running around in the middle of the night out in the woods. And my character was stunned. I was actually, I think I was playing an NPC. Uh, So I fell over and something slithered up my shirt. Now, here's the thing about gaming in the South. If something slithers up your shirt, you have a 50-50 chance that it's not something you want slithering up your shirt. So I, like, grabbed my shirt, managed to pull it away from my body. And it was definitely a reptile of some kind. It took five minutes for anybody to understand that I was freaking out, not in game, <laughs> like not in character, but actually scared to death that I might have a rattlesnake in my shirt. Um, turned out to be a lizard, like one of those little fence lizards you'll find in the South. Yep. But yeah, that that is one that is welded, like that initial moment of fear is welded like hard to my psyche to this day. They scared the crap out of me. No, no one could see his face, but oh I know. My God. Well, you, He's yeah, just like, you no, understand. No, no. And I don't, I don't, snakes, I don't so. mind snakes and stuff. But when you oh, potentially have something venomous in your shirt, you, yeah. you learn to fear things very, very quickly. Yeah, that's yes. a whole lot of nope. That was the <laughs> worst. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have told you to like plug oh. your ears before I related it. But that's the most so memorable sad. in-game thing that ever happened to me. Really, what we should do is throw a whole bunch of snakes. No, no, no. You're no. so mean. <laughs> I'm going to New Orleans next week. I'm just part of me that's slightly terrified now. I, know, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just carry a can of snake be gone everywhere yeah. you go. And, and having been to New Orleans, the city, no, hold on. City snakes are completely different than the like rural snakes. Your biggest fear is going to be them wanting your wallet. No. If a cottonmouth comes at you, you drop a couple dollar bills, slowly back up, show your hands, you're going to be fine. Oh my god, you're not helping. I am helping. Oh, That's how you deal with it. it. <laughs> how am I the bad guy? You don't what have to worry as much. Seriously, city snakes are, are streetwise. They don't come near people. They're not like wild snakes that'll... Yeah, you just won't. And by that, he's lying, and there no. are no snakes ever. Oh, no, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick visited Ireland and then went to New Orleans. This is a very rarely known story. You'll be fine. But yeah, that was the the most interesting in-game thing that ever happened to me. I'm also really good at wrecking one-off LARPs. So don't invite me to one-off LARPs. It's okay. What I used to do with the masquerade down down south, I did not have transportation on my own. So I would only come across the the LARPing groups, groups in Jackson, Mississippi, and Starkville like once in a blue moon. Okay. So I would jump in with a thrown together character. 
<laughs> and uh, immediately, long-term players would go, oh, I can use this person to further my needs. Yeah. And then I would get very heavily tied into their intricate backstabbing plan and then rat them out to the person that it was against. <laughs> and amazing. I did this on multiple occasions. We just made habits of, of walking into games and just owning them for a time. Oh, I didn't and own them. That happened I just, I just wrecked one um, particular person. You know night. the one I'm referring to. <laughs> Uh, I would, I'm going to have to go with one of my all-time favorite moments from, and I've been gaming for damn near 20 years and LARPing for just about that long. Um, we were at a Gen Con. This was back in probably like 2004, perhaps. And my character, I was an NPC character, and I was it was, it was based in like, let's see, I was a vampire. It was based in Alaska during the Silver Rush. Nice. And my character was sort of a madam to a prospecting town, and I was a K-Teeth. So I had kind of like mismatched powers. I had up-tenebration, presence, and dementation. And I don't know, you, you might figure this out about me, but I'm a character who loves to role-play some presence. And I love to use presence as a combat weapon, as a combat discipline, because there are several things you can do in the midst of somebody trying to go all big bad on you that you're just, you don't want to hurt me right now. Um... So my character was targeted by a uh, duo of werewolves who were based based very loosely, and I'm saying that with sarcasm dripping, off of um, the boondock saints. Okay. So they came hunting me because I was, you know, vampiric and evil, and they were werewolves and all about the awesome good. They didn't realize I was actually trying to help further the, the good plot lines of the city because I was actually against all the demons and things like that that were trying to, you know, come up. So, and Fomorai that were attacking the city. So, they found me in the town square as I was walking with my assistant, who was another kindred. We were walking down the street in you know, sort of the dead of night in the middle of this prospecting town. And so... The one guy does his little spiel and he starts, like, saying all these, like, religious things to me. And blah, 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 burning hellfire. And the other guy throws a flaming axe at at my back. It, like, caught me in the shoulder. And according to the ST, it caught me on fire. So I was like this. All right. I turn around and I'm staring at, you know, a min-maxer kid from, you know. Guy was, like, probably six foot three. He was this big dude. And he's playing this werewolf. So he's got this, like, I'm going to kill you with all my physical traits and blah, 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 blah. And I have social traits out the ass for this game, for this character. So I turn around and I'm like, dread gaze. Social challenge. No, I said social challenge first. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm like, social challenge. Throw your chops now. So we went, we throw the test and I went outright. And he's like, retest this thing? And I'm like, no. <laughs> this thing? I'm like, no. And he's like, retest for my nature or demeanor? And I'm like, no. <laughs> In fact, I can overbid you because I'm pretty sure you have, what, three social traits? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, he's like, so, so then the, the ST goes, because he knew me, he looks at me, he's like, do you want to go ahead and narrate what happens? And I was like, sure. So <laughs> I said, okay, so what you just did was you threw a flaming axe at me. I turned around in the middle of the street and flare my beast at you! <laughs> and he looks at me and I'm like, yeah, you didn't know that I could do that, did you? You run that way. Nice. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you run that way, puppy. Run now. You run till the rest of the scene is over. So all that Jesus. combat you thought was going to happen, 
Bye-bye. Nice. <laughs> I apologize to everybody because uh, your ear balls probably hurt really badly. Yeah, there were no levels, actually, at that point. It was just a big, the thick line no of blue. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, at this point, if we don't have listeners that have run into a wall trying to get away from their microphones, I'll be surprised. Because I started to back up. <laughs> So then the person who was with me actually, once the the uh, werewolf threat was running with their tail between their legs, they kind of just like picked me up and dunked me in like one of those like troughs, like the watering troughs that you see in the old West movies. Yep. And then we're like, all right, keep walking. Let's go. We have business to attend to. So that was probably, that's, that's awesome. one of my favorite, favorite stories of uh, gaming that's slash living. It's a very fun yeah. one. Uh, shit. I'm trying to think of, like, specific ones. Okay, well, like, I, I, do you need you a minute? Can, you, yeah, I, I do have one in my mind real quick. Did you okay. have a quick comment, Teach? Oh, I, ha- I had another story. I had a good one. Oh, here. We'll, we'll get across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got any additionals we went for a win. So, this is actually for my very first role-playing game ever, which was West End Games Star Wars. Yay! That so, was my first, too! <laughs> so, I think the original game was actually with Jada's husband at the time. <laughs> really? Mine, too! <laughs> <laughs> I so, shared some information I? <laughs> I meant gaming wise <laughs> so in this game we played for maybe I would say four or five months and you know like there was a couple random folks in the game and it was maybe four or five of us and you know I think Mike uh, who's obviously you've heard on the show uh, was playing ex Red Guard, uh, and I was just playing like a random, I think smuggler type, and then I think that's pretty much how it mostly was. It was no, uh, the non Jedi game, and it, but this was post Jedi is when the game takes place. So there are Jedi actively around, and then midway through our story, we find out some of us are force sensitive. Not all of us, but some of us, and we get to a point where we are now given a mission to go back to the Jedi Temple to meet Luke Skywalker and yada yada yada. Well, the game ends, but before it did, two of the people that became Force-sensitive got really, really excited and have been snickering in the background for the game for about two games straight and would not tell anybody the reasons of what they were laughing about. So all of us just wanted to know, and we all had this joking theory as friends, and they wanted to test this in the game world. So their whole objective was to get to this final game, which we never got to play, so I didn't even find out about this till years later. But everything all of a sudden made sense for these final three games we played. Was, we have to drop the mission we're doing. We need to go back to the Jedi Temple. Because everybody knew the game was about to wrap. And they're like, we're going to end it in grand fashion, apparently. Which was what the game plan was at this time. So the game just kind of fizzles out. Three years pass. And I find out, ultimately, the big plan. And every single thing we did for about five games, they planned this well in advance. But... They all wanted to go back to the Jedi Temple, and everybody was going to attempt to kill themselves with lightsabers in front of Luke Skywalker, because the grand thought at the time, because this was well before the prequels came out, everybody's like, so to become a blue force ghost, you just need to die in front of a Skywalker. <laughs> and everyone wanted, be, everyone wanted to be omnipotent force ghosts. That was their plan. Nice. And they wanted to see if that would be honored by the ST. But the fact that it took that many years for that truth to come out on why they were trying to snowball our game for our final games <laughs> while we were all trying to like, let's just enjoy the end of this game because it's coming oh to an God, end. That's and nice. that's their whole goal was Hilarious. to get to that point and get to the temple and kill themselves. I like that. 
Um, so I think I figured mine. So when I started, my first game was actually the one TJ ran. And that one, I kind of went, because I had never played anything before, um, I went with, like, Children of Gaia, because it was like, I get, because, you know, when I was younger, I used to be really, really shy and quiet. And actually, people in this room remember that. Yeah. But then that drastically changed. And now my eardrums bleed. It's true. Um, I used to be in charge of that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So it was and one so of those things that, like, Children of Gaia was easy to slip into for me because I didn't have to be, like, super, like, loud and social and stuff like that. So I could kind of just, like, peaceably do my thing. Um, but then I think it was when I played, like, after that, I played in, um, it wasn't Old Vampire. It was when they came out with, it was in the Andres game. It was a short-lived game. Oh, I remember oh, that game. Yeah. Yep. And I played Adventure Lawyer. And I decided I was going to play the opposite of my comfort zone yep. and be, like, super loud. And I remember, like, in this, no- again, like, would have never happened before, but I got into, like, a huge in-character screaming match with um, Matt, like, one game. And we were back and forth, like, Aah! and at the end of it, we were just like, oh, those are the games. best it was experiences, awesome. actually. It was really cool. At your vampire, at your, not vampire game, at your werewolf. werewolf game, along those same lines, your yeah. werewolf game, it was one of the, one of the ones we did out of my dad's house. I remember, I think it was during the Alpha Challenges, and oh my God, Mike's character, my husband Mike, who is like, still waters that run deep, like he is, you just cannot ruffle that man's feathers at all. He and Malachi got into a screaming match. So like, they were like, nose to nose, like chest pumped, like, like they were like yelling yeah. and like screaming at each other over the campfire, like fire between them. And they're like over it. Like it was like, it was like, like what's going on? Yeah, exactly. That too. But, um, so, you know, they're in the midst of this really just struggle and like this like, huge animosity between them they walk 10 feet away from the campfire and hug mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's yeah. a really cool well, I, I've, I've had it's one of those party. moments too which oh. was actually the Westchester Vampire game too Aww. where it was uh, our one friend Chris uh, <laughs> me and him both were bad guys and nobody else in the game knew it <laughs> But we both didn't know. I love your story with that because I think because that's really it's unique. great because I was like about to do this. We just found out that game that both of us were playing the other side. We <laughs> didn't know until that moment, and we were both fairly <laughs> high in the city at the time. And so all this is happening, and I'm like, wait a second, you need to achieve this, and I need to achieve this. Let's stage a scene, and we are doing this and saying this in character. And I'm like, let's go over here, and he's like the prince of the city, I think at the time, or seneschal, or something big, like a big position of power. Mm-hmm. And we just start screaming at each other. Like, hardcore, and we are pushing each other and hitting each other. Like, not <laughs> hard, but to the non-observer, it looks like we're actually having a hardcore fight. And we're not saying names, but, like, it is just angry. And then I storm off, and there's three or four players in front of me, and I physically push them and push them down or away from me, and the game just stops. <laughs> and everybody's like, what is going on? And we're like, how long do we let this go? And I'm like, no, Steve's a little concerned. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no, guys, it's okay. That was in game. And everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is nine times out of ten, I'm the ST. It's true. <laughs> yeah. You run a really good game. I do. I, I tr- and, I and, and, and I will fully admit, I'm not that good of a player. I'm okay. But I know way too many people that are better than me. Jack You're Stiles on. has touched everything in this room. <laughs> the only thing you see. Oh, wait, I trying don't. to investigate anything after TJ's character. So the best, so the best man at my wedding is a guy by the name of Chris. 
Which is the same guy I was just talking about. Yeah, it was the same guy Rob was just ta- talking about. I played a Tremere named Jack Styles, and Jack Styles was a detective that I think everybody would have been saddened if he died and joyous at the same time. I don't know about that first one. Too. I was the only one in the city with police influence. Nothing would have gotten That's done true. without it. That's true. Uh, I had um, so and I was the guy that STs loved. Because I threw myself at storylines. I didn't care if I was supposed to be involved or not. There's a storyline. Go! Um, Go so, chase it. Yeah. So I wound up in a Malkavian storyline. And at this cabin. And I'm like, I'm going to spear touch everything in the room. I have this ability that lets me seriously see the past. So I spear touch everything. And I get all this information and I, and I leave. Like an hour later... Chris comes in on, into the cabin. So the players who were supposed to be chasing this plot yes. line down? Yeah, these were yeah. the players that yes. were supposed to be in this plot line. Okay. Comes in. Spear's touch, if you don't know, allows you to see, like, the last person who interacted with this item. So, like, if you touched my coffee cup, you'd be like, oh, Jada drank coffee from this coffee cup. Or, but, then, you know, but then if anybody exactly. else did it, they would see me touching the coffee cup. And that's it. They wouldn't get any it. of the clues that they so, were supposed to get. So Chris comes in with, like, three other people, and they spend the next hour in game, in and out of game, trying to find a surface I they came into the room, room after the scene and went, because Chris is blind, it was his first game with this character, Chris's character was blind, and this is the first game with his character, he comes walking in the room, he goes, who the hell is Jack Stein, and where can I beat him with a bat? Jesus. Uh, I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I'm leaving now. <laughs> Um, so real quick, because we do need to get to the 20 questions. Uh, so is there any, doesn't have to be about your character, but like, is there any super humorous moment from a game that is super warranting to bring up TG Dust Wet? So I'm going to hold off on you for the moment. Uh, that really sticks out like in your mind that this is just, it makes you crack up to think about. And if people know gaming at all would find even that mention oh, like so, that's great so, so and I can start this off really quickly because the one that always comes to mind my first LARP we're about it's a Camarilla vampire game and we're about to get attacked by the Sabbat mm-hmm. massive massive fight mm-hmm. and the Prince of the City is not in the room at the time and he's gone for about five maybe ten minutes in game and he comes back in the room he's like I'm gone for five minutes <gasps> And a Toyador are wielding assault weapons. Wait a minute, shut up, because that story's about me. It is. <laughs> no, because this was we were we were our club was getting assaulted by the Sabbat. It was the it was the second annual Christmas Sabbat raid because it was like the big sort of send off before everybody broke for Christmas during the um, college semester. And my character, I'm this. This was my very first LARP character ever, and she was a Toyador named Ophelia Todd. Like she was an opera singer turned jazz singer, whatever, and. We were in the midst, of, I didn't wield a weapon, I never touched a weapon, like I was not a fighter character at all, but all of us, it was like all hands on deck. Yeah. So here I am with like the Toreador Primogen, and we're sort of like placed near the wall, and the only, they're like, we, okay, we, we give you guns, and it actually wasn't the Prince of the City, it was the Seneschal, it was Keith, it was Keith's character, the Doctor, as I think the only thing they ever called him, mm, or the Professor, yeah. or something like that. Um, and they, they did, they left to go, like, 
they were some of the ones who could actually do some damage because yeah. they was playing a Tremere. So they could have like dropped a fireball on like all of them and killed them all. So they go out to investigate a burning dumpster and they come back just as I'm like, I'm going to shoot this one in the face. <laughs> I uh, I can't think of anything right off the bat. I can't. I, I I've had many memorable, fun moments, but I, I don't know of any that I can relate in good enough detail to get a, yeah, the room like going. Tapping the um, yeah. I have a changeling one for you, since uh, that's sort of that's always oh, my go to for really super fun games. And this was the time that um, my friends and I walked into a. It was a. It was an all the worlds of darkness game. That was a briefly run one. It, it was a great concept. You guys, it, it was just, there were some players who just took it way too far. So um, I was playing, I was playing a house Fiona she who specialized in uh, cryos, like ice magic, basically. And um, the vampires of the city had sent, had, you know, they had kind of commandeered the club and they were... Um, throwing it, they were holding an Elysium, and it was going to be this like vampiric event for vampiric society, and only vampires are welcome, kind of thing. And so there were, I think, five or six of us who were playing Changeling. One of which was uh, Amy, who was playing um, not not the one that you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, she was playing a satyr who was the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney was playing a Boggin. We were part of a biker gang. We were a fave biker gang. That's awesome. Uh, Mike was that playing a beastie, fun. and I was playing a she. And there were a couple, I, there was like at least Chris one. Chris was of, playing a slua. He was, yes, he was. Uh, and I was your knocker. You were. So, <laughs> and the ST. Yes, you were. <laughs> you were sort of NPCing the knocker. So yeah. we sent out our own invitations, and I made a special batch of ice cubes. Um, and what they, they were basically, they were dross or glamour bombs mm-hmm. that I walked up to the bartender, who of course was one of us, and I said, we'd like a pitcher of frozen margaritas. We've brought our own ice. And the blender that she put them in was knocker modified. And changeling magic, knocker items usually have one sort of tragic flaw. So this one kind of exploded and glamour bombed the entire club. So everyone was enchanted. Oh God. Um, I iced the floor as the prince of the city was walking by and <laughs> slipped right on her ass. Um, then like ice skated and danced circles around her. Then I had, uh, what was that one kid? He was really stupid. Oh God, trench the, the passim- he, was part of the, he was part of the trench coat mafia. I want to say no, no. He was but the um the passim- the, the skip names. Pacifist- no, 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 we're not going to tell names or anything. The pacifist Asimite. I don't know what he was playing in this game specifically. No, he, that's was, what he was. He was. He was pacifist Asimite. Okay, yeah. he sat there and proceed. Mind you, I asked him nothing about vampiric society. Yeah, he proceeded to tell me everything about vampiric society while I batted my eyelashes at him. Um, then walked up to the ST and said, he's not going to remember this, but I will. Can I earn like three points of vampiric lore? <laughs> and they're like, sure. And since That's I was awesome. the ST, I said, yes. And now you know how to kill vampires and where they all live. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Uh, I, I got one that's great. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, after this, yeah. we'll wrap it up yeah. because we're, we're the, already... This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is when you have yeah. too many gamers in the same room. This could actually be its own... Gaming stories, yeah. war stories would be a fun topic. Yes. Um, so I I went to Gen Con one year mm-hmm. and I played in a Firefly LARP. It was oh, me, a couple other people, that's awesome. and my sister. Yeah. Okay. And... This was our first time getting into the into the LARP. Apparently, this had been an ongoing thing for a whole bunch of players. So one of the STs comes up and says, we're going to take you into the other room. You can make your characters in your ship and then come in. 
So we're all walking with the ST past all the experience. Oh, yeah, but Mike was there, and so was Lucci, and so was uh, Chris, uh-huh. uh, and somebody else. But as we're walking past a large group of pl- players, one of the guys turns to his partner and goes, they have a girl. <laughs> you know, because female lurkers. Oh, my God. Oh, well, female gamers in general. And, oh, so and don't get me wrong. There were like 10 girls at this LARP to begin with. Yeah. But as we're walking by, this guy, and in all seriousness, walk around the corner, walk into this closed room, and we lose it. Because it's like, <laughs> what? The, are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I like. I wanted to go back. I wanted to have my sister just hit on this guy for the rest of the game. <laughs> so this has nothing to do with what, he, what he's talking about. But I just have to give a quick shout-out and plug to um, Rita Flaherty. Flaherty. Flaherty, if I could say her name right, it would be mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, I just attended one of her LARPs this past weekend, which was called Under the Mask in Italian Renaissance. It was a game based on, um, based in the Italian Renaissance, but we were all, we all had superhero personas. So I don't know if um, you saw the picture that I posted I on Facebook the other day, um, but it is me as 16th century Wonder Girl. And I had one day to accomplish all of these goals. And man, this game was tight. Like she had every character had all these different connections and you had several different plot points that you had to make. And I was, I had one day, this was a three day life. I had one day because I have a family and I have other obligations. I wasn't able to make it to all three days to get all of my goals accomplished. I actually did, um, which was pretty cool, but it was really fun to see how people would translate. Okay. This guy who's playing the Joker and this, you know, the, the king of our city was, the first night he showed up and he was Bruce Wayne and the second day he was Batman. So, you know, That's like awesome. he, it was really That's cool to see how people cool. interpreted these things yeah. and uh, kind of played a little bit more with the intrigue style. Because if you put on your mask, you were your superhero persona and anything that you did while you had your mask on was your superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody saw you put it on, then they knew who you were. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, <clears throat> Superman ducking into the phone booth. If somebody mm-hmm. sees him or, you know, somebody sees Bruce Wayne take off the mask... Then yeah. they know. So there was a lot of really interesting game dynamics with that, and um, I had a lot of fun at that game. The costuming in she's general. She's doing was just one next year, amazing. right? She is. She's doing a game next year. It's called On the Rocks, mm-hmm. and it is kind of like a Madman nineteen sixties esque LARP that's set to. It's heavily influenced by American Gods. Awesome. Unrelated topic. Related question. What the hell is Superman doing nowadays? Heck! <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. And as we, as we close this out, I will. I just want to give one fun shout out for Cat and Paul for uh, games that I know. Cat, one game that Cat ran in the past, where she had uh, our friend Tom, who we do a lot of stuff with with Caffeine Crew in the past. Yeah, uh, where he played the Naked Swordsman. Oh my god, that was and really awesome. uh, that was a. I think it, it was like a couple games, but it was like. I, I took one of my one of my own worlds and just threw D and D rules to it. Nice and like. But we were really, we were working with. I loosely knew the rules. Everyone else, some people knew the rules and tried to power game, and I just bypassed. Accelerated D and D. I just I went way past that with ridiculous. And Tommy was taking everything literally, which was hilarious because he's like, I was like, well, this is what you're wearing, and he's like, I don't have clothes. I'm like, fine, you don't have clothes, and he's like, okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know, the random person goes to the tavern and wants to sleep with the random person. And you're like, she has an STD. No, yeah. no, because he was, so because Tommy was the naked swordsman, 
all of these prostitutes were following him. <laughs> and, and then Brandon tried to save Tommy from all the STDs and ended up taking one himself. Because he rolled poorly. Uh, plot <laughs> twist, the naked swordsman didn't carry a sword. <laughs> and because of that story, this connects to Paul and oh, the only remember, path, yeah. only real Pathfinder game I played where Ooh. I was playing, as I mentioned, we mentioned Pretty earlier, where I had the word Warforged Oh Mary. god, I forgot about that. Paul had an STD in game and had to occasionally roll <laughs> to see whether or not I burned. That if his active cream was working at the time, and if not, he had negatives to his roll. For in my defense, that, that was, was not my choice. That was Kenny running the game. Oh, yeah. we had to decide each other. It's because of I hit, course it was Kenny, right? Because yeah, because he built it to where you had to like mention something terror or, or something you bad had to that was going on with somebody else's character. Another player problem. Yeah, and yeah. and I think I did something that was. Oh, we did that. Yeah, whatever I did was not well received, and so that was like the payback. So payback. You know, yeah. it's funny. So the the LARP that I played in over the weekend, my character was a fallen woman. Oh, okay. I had yeah, yeah. I had actually my character concept. It was this was written into it. I did not create this character. It was handed to me. Um, but the character had had like a torrid affair with somebody from Venice, and my character was from Naples, and they weren't allowed to like there were no marriages and no relationships were allowed to take place between the cities. Um, and it turns out this guy was the son of the Venetian Doge. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. uh, so uh-huh. he didn't know, but I had a baby of his out of wedlock. Oh and my. so then I got sentenced to death by my duke. Yeah, so I got sentenced to death by my duke for being immoral and not wanting to name the father of the child because that would put him at risk. The other, it would put the father at risk. So oh, part of my crazy. plot was to go find this other player in game and profess my undying love to him and tell him about his child. Oh my God. Talk about awkward situation with somebody you've never baby. met before. Yeah, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty wow. cool. We, I kind of ended up, I kind of ended up saving him too because he was not in line to um, inherit his father's title. Yeah. So he ended up, we ended up getting married and being living in Venice, and so he got. It was actually it, it almost brokered like a peace between the cities. So it was very, it was a very cool game. That I would definitely fantastic. encourage everybody to check out yeah. these games. So the last thing I'm going to say here is uh, just because it was brought up real fast. Um, and then we're immediately going to spin into Cartoon 20 questions, is if you've never made characters before, uh, I highly recommend just go online, make a character just for fun, and if you ever play with groups of people, play the game that we like to do, is, you know, you roll your stats, uh, but then everybody gets to go around the room and make a attribute for your character, whether you like it or not, because it makes role-playing that much more fun. It does. So, you make one for yourself, and then... Somebody else gets to make them for you, so, um, it's always fun, and it gets, uh, some great things, but... Aside from that, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that stuff. Uh, but we're going to jump into Cartoon 20 questions because we are super running behind. Uh, so I already have this in my mind. So how this works is if you've never heard this segment before, uh, I have a character in mind for everybody here. And everybody will be uh, coming up with quick questions, the traditional 20 questions. And the character that I'm thinking of is a cartoon character that everybody here at this table does indeed know. So I will ask everybody to refrain from writing down everything. If you're going to do that, have one person here write down the thing. Um, and I will keep hash marks here because uh, everybody will hear the pen scratching on the table. So um, so who would like to start us off? Oh, uh, you always <laughs> ask the best questions. It's true. true. <laughs> is, male or female? It is a oh, male. Sorry. Male. Is it a male? Yes. Sorry. Forgot so these question. are yes or no questions, because yeah. I almost forgot yeah. that, too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go. You don't have to toss hands up, because you want to keep this going as fast as we can, if you guys need to. No. Never. Disney? No. Still on the air. 
Yes. You should probably let him write because he can write it on the thing without a scratching on the pen. That's a good, oh, good point. Yeah. Um, Mail Not Disney still on the air. Superhero? No. Is it a great? Oh, never mind. Dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> Brain's not on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Is it the main character? In conclusive, I can't really answer that. Okay. So, is is the character part of a team? Yes. Is the cartoon on Adult Swim? No. I'm gonna be useless to you guys. <laughs> so it's it's male, not Disney. Still, still on the air. It is a team, and not on Adult Swim. Is it a Netflix show? No. Did we get if it's human or animal? No, that's a good question because we got male, but not. Um, okay, is it an animal? Yes. Okay. Alright, cool. That narrows it down. So yeah, that is your eighth question. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, you can always narrow down things like year. Yeah. I was just being silly. I was going to say, is it bigger than a unicorn or smaller than Chrono? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, we know what year it's from. That question. We, it's we on, it's still on the air, so. Yes. Yeah, but when did it start? Yeah, that's a... That's, uh, um, that's where things get Oh, wait, is this a sci-fi show? It's a cartoon animal male that is not a superhero. Right, it's not a Disney a team, creation. Team is it a sci-fi show? No. Is it kid-friendly? Yes. We're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> kid-friendly. So that is ten questions. Yeah. Oh, God. At this point in time. Ooh. I'm not good at this game. You can, the thing is, you got to make sure to talk it out amongst each other as far as um, what you're trying to narrow down, what you guys think you should ask. That's not in Disney and not on Adult Swim. That cuts a lot of cartoons. I also don't watch a lot of cartoons, so it really does not help. Is My Little Pony still there? Yeah. My Little Pony is still there. The only thing, no, because that's, I was going to say. Well, I don't know anything about My Little Pony, so. There are some males. Um, Most of them are female. Yeah, most of the, most of the, well, all the main six are. Right, but we didn't, remember it's not a main character, so he's on a team. Maybe. Team Pony. Um. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. Um, because it, it, like I can knock stuff out. It's obviously not Star Wars or Justice yeah, yeah. League. Yeah. It's not. Um, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, it's not Rescue Rangers. Or DuckTales. If it's still in the air, DuckTales it's not DuckTales because it hasn't started yet. Yeah. It's not anything Disney. Um, but it's kid friendly, so yeah. we, we can knock out things like Family Guy. Right. Which uh, yeah. also dead. humans. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. well, Brian's yeah. not yeah. a human character. Um, hmm. There's lots you can narrow down here. Yeah. You can try to narrow down where the animation's from, what company put it out, when it started. Is it Japanese anime? No, it is not. Okay. Well, at least that keeps me in the game. If it was yeah. Japanese anime, you guys are on your own. <laughs> oh, this is a character everybody here knows. Um, um, oh, wait a minute. Um, is it Warner Brothers? It is not. Not Warner Brothers. Not Warner Brothers. I don't know. And that severely limits down yeah. to what it potentially could be. I can't even think of any shows this could be. I can't either. Um, like, okay, so what about some of the DreamWorks people? Like some of the DreamWorks shows? Uh, did like... we figure out if it's TV or not? Oh, God, that's a really good question. Is this show on TV? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was still on the air. It's still on the air. Oh, yeah, I wasted the question. I sorry. Did too. I'm sorry. My brain is also. It's also not a Netflix show, so that rules out stuff like yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. Actually, most uh, of the Dream stuff, the DreamWorks stuff, is on Netflix. Yeah. 
Because my first thought was the Voltron yeah. cartoon that's on. Yeah. Um, we have an me too. Oh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> How many but questions do we have? You are 13 questions in. Seven. Seven, seven left, left to go. Yeah. Um, Shoot. Can we get a rundown on the list again? It's a male animal. It's not on Disney or Warner Brothers. It's still in the air. It's not a superhero, but it's a team player. It's not on Netflix or Adult Swim. It's not on the Sci-Fi Channel, but it is kid-friendly. See, now I'm thinking, like, okay, is it, like, Paw Patrol? Is it... I, I wouldn't know like, that. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, I think of, like, kids shows, but I don't think... Yeah, but the problem is, she's like saying we're, we're all going to know it. Yeah, I don't and watch Paw Patrol. Like, yeah. Paw Patrol. But yeah. it's not It's not on Adult Swim, which really, in my opinion, limits severely your... limits it. Well, it limits my knowledge. That's yeah. a guarantee. <laughs> it severely it limits be... what it could be. Oh. It's not the Thundercats. Is there, like, a that's Scooby-Doo thing that's still... Well, Scooby-Doo's on the air, but they're not out... He's an animal. Scooby is. Scooby is. Are they all animals? Scooby's Hanna-Barbera. Ooh, is it a Hanna-Barbera character? It is a Hanna-Barbera character. Oh, good question. Is it (laughs) Scooby-Doo? I'm not asking that. I'm talking. Well, yeah, let's 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 talk yeah. it down a little bit narrower. What's still on the air that, that's Hanna Barbera that, that's related and not on Adult Swim? Who, by the way, owns is the rights Scooby to Hanna Barbera? Oh my God, I Boomerang! They're all on television still. Yeah, it's true. Are they? Yeah, but it's got to be something that I know, and I have a limited. No, range no, no! Of Boomerang shows all of the old shows. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still in production though? I think yes. So okay. it is, they're still making new That's episodes. That's another one. Yes. Okay. So, so that, that is 15 questions. Uh, uh, my opinion, then, it's Scooby-Doo. Because there's nobody else that's still being produced from Hanna Barbera. that's the biggest one that's still actively popular. It's kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. It's not sci-fi. It's... Not on adult He is swim. a team player. Yeah. Yep. But he's... Yeah. It is a male animal. I'm going yeah. for it. Scooby. Uh, Scooby-Doo. You guys are locked in? Yeah. 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 So is it Scooby-Doo? Yes. 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 It is Scooby-Doo. Yeah! <laughs> That was Ooh. glass so falling over. Got it in fifteen. <laughs> we didn't well, even know. I was thinking they were well, all animals. Yeah. You have I only lost one of these ever. And I was at that one. <laughs> wow. Me too. And we that was every one of these. That was that was <laughs> Marvin the Martian. Who originally said Scooby Doo? I did. Yeah. Or one of you. The, yeah, the two. Yeah. I think yeah. Kat brought it up, and then you. Were, I confirmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not only the fairer sex, the smarter sex. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go kick around the table really, really quick. But good job, guys. You got that in seven yeah. minutes. So yeah. not too shabby. Pretty decent. So you guys think you're not good at that, but you keep pulling that one off. So uh, so we'll start with TJ. Uh, what is going on in your, your world? Anything special? Anything you're looking forward to coming up? Not really. No. TJ's <laughs> like, no. Not really doing anything right now. <laughs> Nothing special going on in your world. Jada. Uh, you know, just another day as a mild-mannered mom of three. Um, <laughs> by day, but by night. Well, sometimes I event, I, I go to events where I get to be Yay. 16th century Wonder Girl for a day. So, Yay. I mean, that was really awesome. Um, and I, I really do want to give a, a plug to Rita Flaherty because her game was on point, And I really can't wait for her game next year. Yes. Um, also, I have Changeling coming up in the, in the spring. So, more fun events. Nice. Nice. Changeling. Um, I have... New book coming out July nice. 4th. Hey, there you go. Um, the final book in the Philly Coven Chronicles series, Waking for Winter, will be released on the 4th of July. So it's kind of like Christmas in July. Yay! <laughs> and can you talk about the the other thing that you're, you're proofing at the moment? Not yet? No, no probably not yet. 
don't. <laughs> you don't know, so we, we, I we don't won't. know. <laughs> all, all we'll say is it's associated with some of the topics for the, the the evening, but yes, you'll hear about that soon enough. Paul, well, Steampunk World's Fair is coming up. Yes, it is. You should all come out and meet the Stormtrooper in a kilt. Yeah. Vend <laughs> all the things. Kilt and tumor. also buy a lot of tea. Yes. Yeah, and books. All books the books from Cap. So. Uh, and as for me, you can always find me on the other show that I do, which is the weekly show on nextlevelradioonline.com, which is DC Primetime. That's me and Ben Beck. Uh, this week, we will be talking about the Legends of Tomorrow finale, and I believe we'll also be talking to Tony Kim, uh, which will either be coming out this coming week or the following Easter weekend. Uh, he is the owner of Hero Within. And a lot of people have actually been commenting on this article that's been going around online on Facebook about a specific Wonder Woman clothing line for guys that's not coming to fruition because of a lot of companies not wanting to back it. And that's Tony's company, actually. Uh, so we're going to actually get a chance to talk a little bit about that with uh, our interview with him because he was trying to do something I think pretty cool. Yeah. And the public mm-hmm. was really actually standing behind him. So it'll be That's interesting to yeah. hear his thoughts on this. So we're really looking forward to talking to him on Friday night. Uh, so that'll probably be coming out over Easter weekend. Um, so Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to being able to discuss that. Um, aside from that, all I can say is definitely check out the other show, DC Primetime, uh, again, uh, we're in a little bit of a lull right now as we're getting ready to do a lot of uh, all the shows are pretty much on break. But uh, definitely check out the interview that we're going to do and the recap of the Legends finale. And aside from that, make sure you head over to DJ Cutman and Game Chop Records. They are the ones that provide us our intro tunes and outro that you hear every week. They have a lot of great stuff and there's a lot of good music they just released recently. So, But yeah, so aside from that, uh, I think that does it for us. So... Uh, you can always, always, if you want to, find us on Facebook, uh, and that's at, I believe, uh, facebook.com slash caffeine crew, and you can always email us as well at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. And uh, so next month, I think we're talking about the wonderful world of Whedon, so we'll be switching our format in full. We hope you guys enjoy. Time to binge watch some Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye.